Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Bears and Izzy for breakfast on the 9th of September. No Bears today, Izzy, but you were in some of the best form I've seen you in, mate. A big show talking NFL. Sophie Pascoe, you feeling good? I'm feeling good. Yeah, we heard some great guests um, talking NFL with Adam Tasha out of the United States, and we got some great feedback actually hearing from our listeners who they support, who are they looking forward to watching, and, uh, mate, it was awesome, awesome. And then we have Frankie Mackay out of the White Firm. She's currently injured at the moment, so she's doing a bit of work commentating for Spark Sport, but her analysis and her game knowledge on all things cricket was absolutely outstanding. So great conversation with her. And then we have Sophie Pascoe, mate. Sophie Pascoe, look, what, no words really. That was an no. unbelievable interview. Great insight to what she's about and what she gets up to and the things that she was going to before, uh, going through before the games and um, her identity, figuring out who she is as a person. She is more than just an athlete. So, unbelievable insight, Louis. Really enjoyed today's show. Oh, bang on. It was her about her identity and becoming who she is and just amazing. And you've become the punt man. Speaking of becoming people, you are now officially <laughs> the punt man. I'm the punt man, mate. If you think you got what it takes, race five is number four. Snatch at Woodville. Get on. Lisa Allpress is racing. If it gets up, you'll hear from me more. If not, don't worry about it. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmore's Vitamins. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, and we are by Kiwis, and we are for Kiwis. It is just after 6 a.m. on a Thursday, the 9th of September, and well, we've got an awesome, awesome show ahead of us, a jam-packed show, really. We're going to be, firstly, we're going to be replying to a few text messages we got late in the show yesterday regarding Will Jordan and his positional play, what my thoughts were. What your thoughts were. We've got some great texts coming in from that. So we'll get to those as soon as possible. And then, well, we're going to get Louie in. We're going to get Louie to come in a bit later on and talk horses. And uh, we might even chat about our wee tips yesterday, Louie. Our wee tips that we throw out. And 
Mine came in. We'll see what happened to Cornflower Blue. Anyway, we'll get your thoughts on what happened to Cornflower. Bloody Cornflower. I didn't have enough corn. Anyway, we'll see after that. Anyway, just after seven, it's NFL season. So we thought we'd get a reporter out of the NFL to talk everything NFL. Who's favourites? Who's looking like they're going to take it out? Who are the biggest? Uh, who are the positive? Who who was the most uh, positive kind of team that got the, I don't know, the best uh, re- recruiting in the off-season? Who were the big signings over the off-season? And we'll also talk about Joe's 49ers, if they can pull their head out, out of their backsides and, and get a performance in this year. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, and then about 7.40, we're going to talk to Frankie McKay. Uh, give her a chat, give her a call about the cricket that transpired overnight. Black Caps going down, like Trudy just said, 3-1 to Bangladesh. Uh, you know, what were the positives from it? Colin de Gromholm, another week. Slack performance in the, with the bat in hand, so has this tour done his credentials any harm? We'll soon talk to Frankie McKay and get some little insights to what went on overnight and what went over and on over in Bangladesh. Anyway, and then we'll bring it home. Bring it home. Last out, we have one and only Sophie Pascoe. What an athlete. Four Paralympic Games, 19 medals, still only 20 years, uh, 20, 28 years old. Will she go for her fifth Games? Unbelievable. I'm really, really looking forward to this chat. So, yeah, without further ado, we'll bring in my good friend Louie. We've got a great show ahead of us, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, Izzy. I am good, bro. It's good to be here on a Thursday. Cornflower, nothing. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Hey, look, that's that's the game. Sometimes you think you can find one, and then it just the, the horse just the the worst thing to hear was the wheels were spinning, and that's what it looked like. She just couldn't. Yeah, it looked pick, like it was slipping. She just couldn't it pick like up. It looked like it was slipping. Yeah, mm. strange. Good horse. Follow it. Good mare. She'll do good things this prep. Um, but I'm not going to throw it, throw the baby out the bathwater. It just um, wasn't her day yesterday. But that's all right, is he? Because we go again, and this weekend the fields are mm. out. The fields are out yesterday, and the odds were up for this weekend. And there is some great racing over in Australia. Your friend. Richie Moonga will be, uh, well, he mm-hmm. might be topping up the Child Cancer Foundation again because Moonga is lining up in the Maccabi Diva Stakes, the group one down there at Flemington. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to give a wee. I think, I don't, I'm unsure. Uh, Richie might be heading back over. I know Sam Whitelock's news came out last night that he's heading over on Saturday, so it'll be interesting to see when Richie's going make to the, make the call and head over, overseas. So maybe we get him on air to chat about Moonga, the horse. And maybe get him, see what, what's happening in the future. When's he heading over? I know he hasn't had his baby yet. Uh, Sam's had his baby. So it'll be interesting to see when Richie Monga, right. if he's going to go over and win. Well, so Sam's mm. going over. He has to do two weeks quarantine. So he leaves this Saturday, right? He's got two weeks quarantine. Yep. So he will miss the... Will he miss the Springboks 100th test? Uh, he I'd say so. Yeah, he's got he's got two weeks quarantine because um, Brisbane, you know, they're pretty tough on their that's right situation. That was the whole point of trying to get into to Queensland for this rugby championship. So yeah, I think he potentially will miss it with with the two weeks MIQ. I don't know what the MIQ is. It a soft MIQ? Is it a full MIQ? It's a hard one. I don't know those details. So it's a hard one. He can't go. So yeah, he'll miss it. He'll miss that. That's a shame. Uh, we we yeah, huge loss. 
huge loss for them. Well, so mm. oh, actually, just looking at this though, so the so Argentina, New Zealand this weekend. So this is a schedule for the rugby championship. So we've got Argentina, New Zealand Saturday. Uh, sun, this is coming up this, this Sunday, um, of course. Then the South Africa, Australia, they play after us, and then mm. we play Argentina again. So we don't play. Yeah, South Africa until the twenty fifth of September. So some running, some maths. Yeah, he won't. He won't make it. He will just miss out, and he'll need to be match fit as well, which is a shame because he's the sort of he's the sort of lock that you'd want in a hundredth test against the Springboks, isn't he? Just a big, tough workhorse. Hundred percent. And and no, that's the funny thing. No, he's saying well, obviously he won't play without it not training all week. But if there's someone that can do it, and if there's someone that could. That could go with no training, mate. You watch it. Uh, if he had a camera in his room, mate, he'd be he'd be doing down and ups all day. He'd be just running backwards and forwards in his room. He is that fit. He is an absolute athlete. So if anyone could do it, it would be um, Sam Wallach. Look, I don't know. Uh, look, I heard a rumor that I don't know. I just I heard something that maybe they're going to head over and potentially might put them on the bench. But I don't know. Look, I I, I have no idea. Look, huge loss. If Richie Mwanga goes, will he go on the bench? Um, if Sam Watt, when Sam Watt gets over, well, how's it all going to you know, transition transpire when he's over there? Unknown, but mate, huge loss because they need him. They need that experience over there. He's played the Springboks many, many times, and yeah, he just brings a ton of experience, a ton of game. Now, what goes on in those Springboks? And the Springboks have already come out. I, I saw a wee clip the other day, and this was quite funny. One of the Springboks players talk. Oh, oh no, it was a Springbok fan maybe talking about uh, Will Jordan and Rico Yuani. It was on the um, Rugby Pass uh, Instagram, talking about these these players have never played Springboks. They've never felt the Springbok power. They've never felt um, <laughs> they've never been put under pressure. They're de- defensively, they're weak. So look, mate, I know we're 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 ahead of ourselves. We're two weeks ahead of ourselves, but. Mate, that that game, that game is going to be amazing. I am so pumped for that game. There's, this game's been coming around for a very, very long time. Springboks weren't involved in last year's rugby championship. So last time we played them was the World Cup. Last time we played them was the World Cup, mate. This this game has been coming on for a while, and this is going to be a heated, heated match. I can't wait. Izzy, who, so we've had Brian Habana on the show way back in week one, and he was sensational. Man, he was so cool to listen to. Out of the, all the Springboks you played, who is like someone you've got the utmost admiration for? Because you played them when they were in a pretty tough era. We all remember uh, 2010, I think it was, when you duked them all out. You made about 10 of them miss. <laughs> who who out of the lot of them that, you know, like I think of like a Victor Matfield or a Bucky's Borter, like one of those real tough Old school South African forwards. Who was who's the who's the guy you respect out of them all? Um, man, I was I was so lucky. Yeah, I was so lucky to play like you just said, Bucky's Bortha, Victor Matfield, Schalkberger, um, you know, uh, Smith. Oh, mate, like oh, Johnny like Schmidt, yeah, yeah, John Smith. Like you know, like there's just so many that I play. Pierce Spice, um. He was a hack in, in uh, Rugby 08, by the way. Pierce Spice off the back of the scrum <laughs> in Rugby 08 was a hack. He could run as fast as a winger. I'll, I'll tell you the story, mate. I'll tell you this. I was playing for the Highlanders in 09, I think it was. We were playing in Palmerston North. We played the Bulls in Palmerston. We actually bet them that year, and that was probably the only game we won that, that whole season. So it was a <laughs> hell of a game. Anyway, I was playing that game, and I was in a ruck, mate. I was in a ruck. What am I doing in a ruck? Get out of the ruck, Dag, you know? Get out of it. You never, you don't even belong in the ruck. So I was in the ruck, and I was looking over the ball, 
you know, plants over the ball, looking up, my eyes are up, you know, you've got to have good form, straight back, strong position. You know, I'm looking up, and then um, and then look who looks at me. Fuck, he's bought him, mate. He's looking me straight in the eye, and he's laughing at me. He's laughing at me, and he's just going, what are you going to do? And I'm just like, ah, you know, just trying to act all tough and... Just standing over the ball, and I'm looking at him. Bucky's ball is about to just flick me over with his finger because that's how, how strong he was and how big he was, mate. He was an absolute giant. I'm standing there trying to act tough, but really, I put my pants, mate. I was sitting there going, oh, don't you, don't counteract, please, don't counteract, please. <laughs> just stand up. So someone like Bucky's ball mate, he was scary. He was so scary, honestly terrifying um what about mm. what about old so i'm just now i'm just picking your brain about old south african players but you know old francois stain i think he still plays rugby somewhere around the world can drop goal from about a hundred yeah. meters out <laughs> he he yeah. has had quite an, a fascinating career as well because he broke onto the scene as a youngster kind of similar to yourself was a bit of mm. a freak for a while then went to europe came back what did you what have you made of his career because he, he kind of almost just seemed untapped at some stage uh yeah, look, it's it's hard for South Africans at the moment. Like they can't compete, uh, you know, with with the money around the world. You know, the rand that when they're playing in the country, they they can't hold their players. So a lot of their top players actually have to leave to Europe and head away, which probably loses their kind of stature in their own country. Oh, look, um, mate, he had a great career. I think he had a great career. He is a big name. He's won World Cups. Um, we know him for his big boot, kicking sixty metre field goals. Um. Look, if I'm honest, he probably didn't reach the, the the highs that he probably should have. I know he's he'd been riddled with a few injuries throughout his career. Injuries always uh, put a stop to to most most athletes' careers and and put a you know little little damper on it. But yeah, if I'm honest, I probably thought he he probably could have gone on and and done many many things. But he's still running around, mate. So what I mean here, I am sitting in my little moon boot <laughs> talking about someone else's <laughs> careers and injuries, and I'm sitting here in a moon boot, mate. So. Look, he, he he had a good career. I just think he probably could have done more. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, that hundredth test, we're going to do. We'll, we'll do a special week when that comes around. There'll be a lot of tributes, a lot of um, history done. We can talk some to some old school players, to some new school players. I'm really looking forward to that. Is he speaking of your moon boot? How are you? How was your day yesterday? The kids went to preschool. Mum and dad <laughs> just got to do whatever they wanted. How was it? Nah, well, mate, that's that's the thought. I got off here, it was raining, and I was like, yes, this is so good. Me and Daisy were going inside, put our feet up on the couch, we'll just relax. But then we thought, oh, no, it's level two. What happens in level two? All the contractors, all the contractors start back at work. So we had about 100 contractors at our house. Just um, Everyone wanted to come and have a you know little do fix up some things. We had to fix our deck. Uh, we had to fix a few things in the house. I'll be fertilising my grass. Uh, who else was here? Um, my builder was here, and then yeah. So and then we had uh, our clear. <laughs> we had someone else here. So look, there was there was a lot of people in that house, so we didn't really get to chill out and relax. But that's okay, you know. We well, the kids are at daycare, and and the kids come home, mate, and they were just reinvitalized, you know, reinvigorated. They were just pumped, you know. They got got to see their mates. They got excited. They got to do something different. They played, with them. and the best thing about that, mate. 6.30, 6.30, you get them, you know, ready for bed. They go to sleep straight away because they're tired. Because they're tired, mate. They're not moaning. They're not crying, saying I'm hungry. They're actually tired. So when they go jump in bed, they go to sleep straight away. Not a hassle. So daycare tired them out. So it was a great day. It was a great day. But, hey, I want to ask everyone out there. It's level two. How was your first day in level two if you were able to be in level two? And then also, 
I've been meaning to say, I want to say this. I want to say this. Look, I, I know we are quite harsh on, on Aucklanders in general. We know we love to throw a bit of banter out. But this is from me. If you're in Auckland, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. You are doing an amazing job eliminating this Delta, this variant, this COVID. You know, we were down to 15 cases yesterday. Yes, we laugh. We, we, we have a wee dig at you. I know you're doing it tough in Auckland, especially my workmates sitting there in the studio. I know you're all doing it tough, but you guys are doing a great job. Um, we will get out of this and we will be back to a bit of normality soon. So keep up the great work, Auckland. We love it. Oh, thanks, Izzy. Yeah, yeah. keep up the good work, Auckland. <laughs> Apart from um, Richie, I don't know where you are. If you're in Auckland, um, I'm not loving it. Shot Izzy on your tip yesterday, Louis. What can I say? Mm, keep the faith. Maybe next year is your year. <laughs> oh, no. I hope, yeah, I, I, hope I have Nathan. a winner. Is that Cameron George? No. <laughs> anyway, no. <laughs> um, no. No worries, Richie. I'll, uh, I'll bring another tip later. But that was an absolute fluke. But how good was she? She was three white the whole way, only in America. And then she just gritted it out and paid $6.70, Louis. So good odds. Mate, on the toe, I couldn't believe the price. I couldn't believe how it kicked on and won. Uh, what a fantastic <laughs> effort. We'll hear the replay of that later. Right now, we've got Alexander Zverev and Lloyd Harris in their quarterfinal match out over at Flushing Meadows in New York at the US Open. Emma Raducanu this morning. What a star, the teenager. She got it done. There's plenty of tennis going on around the world. There's plenty of sport going on around the world. And then Sophie Pascoe after 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Can you believe this? How good is it going to be to catch up with Sophie? If you've got any questions for her about this this campaign, this whole Olympic pro, uh, Paralympic process, I should say, send them through. Double eight, double three. We'd love to stack up some questions for Sophie Pasco that we can get to. We've got some here from yesterday about Will Jordan. Is he? We're going to come back. We're going to get to those because um, the double eight, double three. It was flying about the outside backs and your reckons on that. So we're going to come back and get into that at eighteen minutes past six. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 minutes past six on the 9th of September 2021. Zverev and Lloyd Harris going at it at Flushing Meadows. 0800 150 is our Kennard's Hire phone line. Get in touch with us. It's a big Thursday of sport ahead of a big we- a weekend of sport coming up. But yesterday, which includes the All Blacks-Argentina game, and yesterday we got the breaking news through about Geordie Barrett. Is he that he is off the hook? He's having none of it. The red card has been wiped. It's like it never happened. We can forget about it. But it kind of, well, it made us think hypothetically about what would happen to the outside backs. And and with Corey Jane on the show, you had a good chat about the outside backs and how they've been playing. And you kind of got into a great little rhythm about Will Jordan and why he is fitting the right wing position so much better than, well, not so much better, but probably um, just a little bit more comfortably than fullback at the moment. That was about it, right? Yeah, yeah, I had a great chat about Will Jordan yesterday. Just spoke about um, what I saw. Mate, uh, look, don't get me wrong, unbelievable talent, fullback, uh, hugely, hugely talented back there. And and if he if he gets an opportunity to play in that fifteen jersey, I don't think he'd have done any injustice at all. I think he did extremely well. Um, but just just a few little things he'll probably just need a work out a work out on on at, back, at the back with uh, playing fullback. Just a little bit of decision making back there. I've seen. And little glimpses throughout his uh, Crusaders career at the back. Just just little things when he's under a bit of pressure, you know, his his first mindset is always to run, and I never bejudge that, you know. And that is always at the top one, someone's priority. But there is a time when you have to kick it, and I just think his decision-making back there, when of the run, 
whether to kick it can just be a bit more flourished. And um, that will come with time. Time in the saddle to uh, get that experience, those big game moments, and that will come. So I love him on, on the wing. I love him on the wing. He has an unbelievable try score. He scores tries. His ability to know where the ball is, his anticipation, you know, like when guys make breaks, who's always there? Will Jordan. You know, he can anticipate play the best ever. You know, he's unbelievable. You watch him out on the field and you'll see the ball. You'll see the ball over here and you'll watch him work, working to get into space, not even just get there, to get into a realistic position to actually receive the ball and actually put himself in a position to probably score tries. You know, he is, he is so good. And he's got speed to burn. You know, uh, I saw something on the All Blacks Instagram the other day that Rico Ioane, when he chased down Tom Banks, he got up to about 38.3 kilometres an hour. Like 38, that's mate. That is so blue. quick. That is, <laughs> that is way faster than Cornflower Blue, mate. There ain't no, no skidding on the, on the boots there. He is gripping in, mate. He is gripping in. Cornflower Blue might need to watch that clip. <laughs> um, but, mate, like, that's what I mean. Those, they've got some absolute speed. Speed that speedsters on the outside and Will Jordan, like, I just love him on the wing. He doesn't really have to think. I think defensively it will help his game a lot better. I found when I went to the wing, you now when I was playing fullback, I was a terrible defender. But when I went into the a wing a position, you're actually on the front line. You're getting up. You're making bringing line speed. You're putting tackles on. Um, I think defensively it will help his game as well. But attack, mate, that's that is his bread and butter. Get him, get him the ball. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about passing. Just get the ball and run and score tries. So Will Jordan, for me, is is, is a winger out and out. We've got some great texts here yesterday, actually. Yeah, um, go for it. Louis, I'll, I'll read a couple out. So morning, boys. Will Jordan is the new Izzy. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Very similar <laughs> player. Keeps these talented men like our fullback, Zahn Sullivan. Auckland is the future. In future looks the part. Cheers, Dave Karaka. And, um... Yeah, that, that's mate, a great message as well because Zahn Sullivan, he plays for Auckland, he plays for the Blues. He is a huge, huge talent, mate. He's got a big, big future. Um, got a lot of game time for the Auckland Blues this year. Um, I played actually a bit of rugby with his old man in Hawke's Bay. Wallace Sullivan, his brother's Balin Sullivan, who's just gone to the Hurricanes. Um, look, Big, big future for Zahn. He's only young, and, and what I love about his game is his, like he's got probably the best, the best kick, uh, kicking game from from fullbacks going around in, in the Super Rugby at the moment. He is left footed. He puts he's got it on a string. He puts the ball in front of his forwards every every single time. Um, I'd love to see him develop that running game. So whether he you know he's got that kicking down down pack now. So show us a bit of that running game, his attacking flair. But a huge huge future for him. And and then I got another message here, uh, Louis. Hey, is he agree with your chat about having Will Jordan being on the wing? Best spot for him. The same as Rico on the wing. He's not developed his skills enough at centre. When do people get so gutted about their favourite players being out of position? Isn't it great to be in the starting 15 regardless as a player? Love to hear your thoughts. Fergus from Danivik. Um, Mate, that is a great question, and I totally agree, mate. I totally agree. I remember this time I played against Australia in 2016. I played fullback. Steve Hansen comes in. I was just going to taller. I come out. You, it, Tuesday morning, you want to avoid Steve Hansen anyway. Tuesday morning. That's when he names the team. And if he talks to you on Tuesday morning, it, doesn't, it means you're not playing. So you're like, oh, no. If he comes up to you, like, okay, I'm not playing here. Anyway, I was in the toilet. I come out and Steve's waiting for me. Steve's waiting for me to come out of the toilet. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not playing. I've just played against Australia. I must have played poorly. Come out and he goes, hey, mate, you're not playing fullback. And I was like, oh, okay. I go and he goes, you're playing right wing. And I was like, oh, awesome. Yes, never played wing in my life, but... 
like like uh, Fergus just said, isn't it? Don't you just want to be on the field? So he chucked me in that wing. I was pumped just to be out there. You want to be on the on. You want to be on the field, mate. It doesn't matter if you're playing wing or you're playing lock. You know, you just want to be a part of it. So look, I totally agree. Wherever you get that position, whether you are on the field, you're going to do it justice. And those boys, Rico and Will, centers to wings, unbelievable. Is Great he, talent. Is he love it? And and was that was it 2016? And did we play Wales? And you spent a bit of time on the right wing, and you had an unbelievable series, and you scored a couple or one try right up the right flank. Is that that same? Is that the same season I'm thinking of? Yeah, that's the same season. I came back from my shoulder injury that year, and um, yeah, I played full. I started fullback in that game against Wales, and then uh, we got an injury, and Bodie came onto fullback, and I pushed out to the right wing. Played a little bit there, but I was more of a fullback. Thought I was a fullback, and then played fullback in the start of Bledisloe series, and then uh, we got another injury. Someone went off anyway, and I just started playing wing. And I love wing, mate. It was it was it was unbelievable. It, it, it helped my game, and it just for me, it just made me just forget about all the things that I was trying to do. I just could just play off so much freedom on the wing, I felt. So really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible because I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I assume some players would have trouble putting that pride or ego to the side about being going from fullback to wing or out of position. I guess that's the question really from Fergus, nah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was the question. And, and like I said it yesterday when we were talking about the Warriors, yet, no one's bigger than the team, mate. doesn't matter where you play. You do what's best for the team. You do what's best for the team. You do what's best for your mates. You get an opportunity to put that jersey, whether it's got one or, or 15 on it, doesn't matter. Go out there, do it with pride, represent your family and your teammates with pride and go out there and just nail the job. Doesn't matter. You're getting an opportunity. Here, here, Izzy Dag. There you go. Half past six, loving it. We'll, be keep, we'll keep this chat going throughout the morning. Double eight, double three. If you've got any questions for Izzy around footy or life or anything else, love racing update coming up soon. But it's time for the news with Trudy with Kubota. Together we are building and shaping New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. That's awesome. Love to hear a little bit of harness racing in the news. And I tell you what, we're pacing for purpose today. Oh, I've had a couple of... I've been on a bit of a poor streak with the uh, tipping, but we're going to make a comeback in the harness world later on. At bring about, it back, Louie. We're going to bring it back home. I've got one for you, 8.40 this morning. Actually, until then, though, because I know lots of harness people are up at this time of morning. Double eight, double three. Do you have a winner for us? I'm curious. Let's let's mm. t- let's put it to the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. The, look, the strength of our show, Izzy, and you just said it. No one is bigger than the team. The strength of our show is our listeners. You out there? Double eight, double three. Do you have some harness oil you can share for us? Either Cambridge tonight, Eddington tomorrow. Send it through because we want to beat the other teams in this pacing for purpose competition, and more importantly, we want to top the charity up the Child Cancer Foundation. So if you've got some information, don't hold out on us. Anyway, it's time for a Love Racing update. That's Thoroughbreds. So I'm kind of traversing the codes a little bit here, but that's okay. How about this? Homeward bound now. Summer can't race to the lead. Only in America's battling on. Battling away and behind them. Solid impact. Followed further back in the field. Then by she's dashing. Jack in the box. Down to the 150. Summer can't in front. Only in America's trying hard on the outside. And third spot is solid impact. Only in America lunged and got it. Only in America will win on day. Yes. of Summer can Good times, Gabo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! I can see why you boys get so th- pumped on this game, mate. I'm hooked. No, is he? Is, unbelievable. Is there yeah. anything better than tipping a winner? 
Oh, there's nothing better, mate. There's nothing better. Like, st- it was so good. I was watching the race and I was pumped, but I wasn't pumped too because I put it into a. I didn't only. I took it into a. Only bit I did was in a multi, and I put it into Cornflower Blue. I didn't even actually put anything on my nose. I'm only in America, so I was fuming in that sense because I paid $6.70. But it was quite funny. I texted um, I Mrs. Sam Spratt. She was the jockey on that horse straight after the race. I said, mate, what a ride. What a horse, mate. Three wide the whole way. She messaged back. She was like, yeah, sorry. I just didn't want to get mud on my goggles, so I just kept the horse three wide. And I was like, <laughs> come on, man. Sammy, you just pretty much murdered that horse the whole way around. But what a horse. What a horse Strong. to be able to fight and get home. Um, mate, I, yeah, I was pumped, Lou. I was pumped. It, oh. was, it was exciting. It was a long time to wait till race six till Cornflower Blue got, um, got in the game. But anyway, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Look, I'm sorry about Cornflower Blue, but I'm also not because you shouldn't apologize for a tip. Look, I thought she was the best horse nah. in the race. The no money way. came, but the drift late was kind of a little bit concerning. Although they came for Bring It On, who did nothing as well. Mm. It was just a bit of a funny race. It was a funny old day. Rhinoceros won over the ditch um, oh, for yes. Emma Lee and David Brown. So that was good to see. Another yep. one we had tipped out previously. But I'm just so happy, Izzy, that you get the feeling of tipping out a winner, knowing that people have <laughs> people have backed you in. It's uh, it's a good feeling, yeah. isn't it? It's a great feeling, mate. My, my phone was blowing up. A couple of mates messaged me too. They got on, but they got it on at fixed. They put it on at 450. It must have... Drifted into 4.50, so I went down a wee bit, but then it went back out. I got it at 5.50, um, and then it paid $6.70 on the totes, so there you go. But anyway, got a tip here. Got a tip here. Yeah, we do. Wyndham. Wyndham today, race three, I'm watching you. Wyndham today, race three, I'm watching you. That is from Anonymous. So, yeah, he hasn't put his name to it just in case it's losers. Anyway, fair call. We'll, we'll watch that one with... Bit of interest today. Wyndham, I'm going to have a look at that. I can't actually find it. Are we sure it's race three, unnamed texter? I've just had a look and I, I can't find I'm watching you in that race, but I love it. I love that. So that's coming from down south. Oh, here we go. Race four. Tom Nally, the junior drive for Hamish Hunter. Ooh, excellent form for this race. I don't mind it. I do not mind that unnamed texter. Keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. Where are we going in the harness world? And um, Izzy. I've got a tip for you in the futures market and for this weekend in the thoroughbreds world coming up uh, later in the show. So there's a bet you can have this weekend, but then if you have this bet this weekend, you have to have a bet Mm -hmm. in the futures for a race in a couple of months' time. It's a very, very fast horse. I'm going to tell you all about Mm -hmm. it later in the show. You won't want to miss it. So let's stay, keep people tuned in for that one, as well as Quizzy Dag coming up, 0800 150 811. You want TAB vouchers because you want to be punting what Izzy's throwing out there. Um, Give us a call. Take on the Quizmaster. Yesterday he wore you down. We ran out of the music bed. Can you get one back over him? Give us a call. 800 150 It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The Quizmaster, the Ismaster, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm absolutely losing it here in, at home. I'm watching the studio. They are up and dancing. Everyone's on 
form this morning. It's good. We got great energy. We got great vibes coming out of this show this morning. And if you think you got what it takes to take on the quiz master, the is master, then give us a call. Oh, 800 150 I've got some absolute doozies. And well, you could win $50 and I'll give you a wee tip. I'll give you a wee tip. You follow Izzy, I'll give you winners. <laughs> I'm one from one, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Callum, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you, mate? Yeah, good yourself. Yeah, good. Thank you. Here we go, bud. What year did the Magic become the first and only New Zealand team to win the ANZ Championship? What year? 2010. Mm. Sorry, Callum, mate. Better luck next time, brother. Richie. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, mate. Morning, mate. Here we go. What year did the Magic become the first and only New Zealand team to win the ANZ Championship? 211. Oh. 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 You've, sorry. You've sorry. Given that. sorry. Sorry. Mate, you've gone no. early, Luce. Sorry, sorry, Richie. Sorry, sorry, Richie. Richie. That was wrong. Wrong button. Mate. Wrong button. That was wrong. Hey, and Richie, He's on that button. He's got excited. Richie, that's for texting and sledging me earlier. <laughs> we did. Hey, did you get on that tip, Rich? Yep. Good work. So, sorry mate. about Cornflower Blue. First bet on horses for years. Oh. Yes. Good work, brother. Thanks, mate. Thanks for, thanks for your support. Yeah. Give us a call. Yeah, 0800 150 811. And if you think you can take on the Christmas, we're only up to question number one. What year did the Magic become the first in New Zealand team? The ANZ champion. Come on, Dad. I know you're listening, Dad. Give me a call. Give me a call. You think you're pretty good at these quizzes. You reckon every time I ring you, oh, easy quiz, son. Easy quiz, son. Come on, Dad. Give us a call, mate. Craig, good morning. Morning. Morning, morning. What year did the Magic become the first and only New Zealand team to win the ANZ championship? 2016. Wow, it's, a, it's an absolute toughie. It's a toughie to get the, get get everyone going. No, sorry, Craig. Sorry, Craig. Apologies, mate. Not even close with 2016 as well. you got to remember, this is the ANZ Championship. This is between Australia and New Zealand. Give us a call. 0800 Not. I'm happy. I'm happy. I can take, I'll take the fitty. I'll take the fitty myself. Me and Louis go 25 each way on a horse. Um, yeah. Happy as. So, what? No one wants it. No one wants it. I reckon this could Dead. be. I, I reckon this is. Alan! Uh, this is your quiz. God. Is he? You finally got them. <laughs> you finally, you finally beaten them. <laughs> I know. I know. It was, it was bound to happen one day. It's bound to happen one day. Alan, good morning, Alan. Howdy. Um, oh, so, so what question are we up to? Only up to number one, bro. First question: <laughs> oh, okay. What year did the Magic? What year did the Magic become the first and only New Zealand team to win the ANZ Championship? Two thousand and twelve. Yep, beautiful, beautiful. Here we go. Question number two: Which pro golfer had a crack at Shane Warne on Twitter after he said India was the best Test cricketing team in the world? Ugh. Ryan Fox. Yeah. Question number three. In which city is the 2022 Commonwealth Games being hosted? 
Commonwealth right. Games. Um, Four, three, two, one. Uh, London. <laughs> oh, oh, close fish. Close fish. Close fish. Sorry, bud. John. Hey, guys. Morning, John. Morning, John. Well, question number three, mate. In which city is the 2022 Commonwealth Games be hosted? Uh, no idea. I'm guessing it's somewhere in England. Um... Yep. Five, four, three, two. Manchester. No. Sorry, bud. Damon. G'day, mate. Good morning. G'day, mate, Damon. Here he goes. This Damo. Damo. In which city is the 2022 Commonwealth Games been hosted, bud? Did you say it's in England somewhere? Yep. Maybe. <laughs> um, Liverpool? <laughs> Oh, no. is Google not working today? Is Google not working today? David, good morning. G'day, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, man. Well, hopefully you've Googled because we're running out of time here. And which city has the 2022 Commonwealth Games been hosted? Uh... Birmingham? Yeah! Yes! Yes! Here we go. Question number four. Who won the very first FIFA World Cup? Uruguay. Yeah! Here we go, go, mate. Bring it home. (laughs) Name the British youngster who has just smashed her way into a spot in the Women's US Open semifinals. Name her. Oh, it's, wow. um, is it Red, Red Akanu? Red Akanu, yeah, we'll have like that. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> David! <laughs> David! Get in, David! Yes, David! Three on the chop. Good work. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, three on the chop, buddy. Good work. Thanks so much hey, for joining thanks. us, David. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Oh. Awesome, mate. How good. What a doozy. Hey, keep... He, bought, he was so pumped, too. He was very pumped with that. What a quiz. Thanks to my team. Awesome work. There you go, Lily. That's beautiful stuff at nine minutes away from seven. We'll be back with Trudy's World after this. Four minutes away from seven. I don't know if this is going to be better the second time we play it, but we'll give it another whirl. It's coming up to Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. <laughs> It's truly as well. It's just beautiful. Thanks, Producer Joe. You've really knocked it out of the park there. Uh, The lighter side of the news for your Thursday, the 9th of September. After lockdown, perhaps you're pondering a bit of a life change. Well, this one beats them all. A Catholic bishop in Spain who signed up under the Pope to remain celibate and focus on his religion has resigned from his post after falling in love with a Spanish divorced mum of two who writes satanic and erotic novels. That's knocking it out. In this age of screen queens and digital devices taking over families, I don't know what you guys do on a Sunday, but I call a Sunday roast every weekend. I've got three sons, so Sunday roast around yes. the dinner table, 6 o'clock, nice. no, non-negotiable. Bring others, bring beers, just turn up, right? Yes. So I always ask them midweek what they want for the roast. Yesterday, my 15-year-old asked for roast steak. So I've sort of had a little bit of a lesson about that. It's roast beef and you have it with Yorkshire puddings and, you know, beef wellington perhaps. Yeah. 10-year-old asked for roast toasties. So that's his favourite, cheese toasties roasted. <laughs> so I can't do that one. My 23-year-old 
he sent me a text because that's how we communicate. He lives downstairs in the flat, but right, he sent sure. me a text. Uh, it was Karambuan, which is something beginning with K. I was like, oh, that sounds exotic. Sounds like we might be having a whole roasted fish or something. So I Googled it. It's poisonous octopus. So he wants what? roasted poison octopus for Sunday roast. So he's being a dick. <laughs> so um, <laughs> looks like tough answers, Trudy. What do you want? Did you I decided you? on roast lamb. It was just easy because there was some survey this week that roast lamb was our favourite lockdown meal. So it's roast lamb. Is he we putting? Oh. What, how much tomato sauce would you be putting with some roast lamb? <laughs> <laughs> roast tomato Sorry, sauce. Sorry, Trudy. I have. I'll have to bury it in, tom- in tomato sauce. But how good is a roast, Trudy? I agree with how you. A Sunday roast is the biggest way to connect with your family, bring the family together. I want to know, do, Trudy, do you, do you cook it in the oven? Because I, I cook most of my roasts on a Weber. I've got a charcoal oh, little cooker. Oh, nice. Do, no, do in most the oven. Of my good old 1980s number in slow the Slow cook? Yeah, slow cooked. Usually. Last week was beef wellington with the, the old oh. Yorkshire puddings, yeah, with gravy in the oh. middle of the little, you know. So, yeah. And the, my last little How do you thing, do your potatoes, oh, Trude? Oh, I, I sorry. Par cooked them and then into yeah, then, nice. uh, yeah, and then into lots of salt and olive oil and herbs and oh. into the oven. Throw in some yams this time of year. Yeah, little half onions, <laughs> yummy. Um, and the final thing is, we've had a giggle at producer Joe's expense of singing his fear of bananas, his onesie, his car park his squealing because of the druggy experience. But sitting in the background is Karen. Cares, quiet yeah. achiever every morning, just. Doing the job, quick peek at. I decided a quick peek at Kieran was needed. Kids, the, the K man. So, Mum Suzanne's a sports um, journalist. She's You've been on the show. Room. She's been on the show. Dad Eugene is a senior journalist. He's he's quite famous too. Um, Kez helps out with Quizzy Dag most mornings, throws a few questions, and he's 19. He lives at home. Um, he doesn't have any food phobias. He's downloaded the TAB app, even though his mum said not to. He drives a blue hatchback that looks like his mum's wheels. And today he's wearing a bright blue Tommy Hilfiger puffer vest that matches oh. his car. Oh. And I was just wondering, okay. lovely strawberry okay. blonde, strawberry blonde. Um, are you single? I'm actually not, Trudy. All right. No. So what's her name? <laughs> Lovely girlfriend called Olivia of uh, three years. Nice. Oh. Ooh. Not bad, 19. So yeah, okay. I started dating okay. at 16. Okay, we go. Uh, yeah, so all right. there you go. Well, look, a sneak I'll... peek after the roast into Kez's life. And I like how you just subtly. Right. Yeah. Strawberry blonde. Is Strawberry he? Blonde. What is that AKA for? <laughs> uh, that's like my son. That's a little bit of golden. A little bit of golden, but that's okay. Really? We can handle that. gold. Mate, gold's a new thing. <laughs> all right, all right. We're back. We're back with NFL after the news with Trudy. I wish I could have him at cafe. Surely soon. It's time for the news though with Kubota. Together we are building and shaping New Zealand. Thanks, Trudy. The sale is on. Hurry in for half price off Blackmore's vitamins. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is just after 7am on this, the Thursday 9th of September. We've had an unbelievable show so far. If you haven't heard the first hour, head to our podcast. If you missed anything, head over and have a wee catch up, have a wee listen, and you'll get all the gravy of what's just unfolded on that first hour. We spoke, at, we spoke about Will Jordan and his position playing wing, and well, just out my thoughts on... Well, any position, when you get an opportunity to wear that jersey, whatever number it is, go out there, wear it with pride, no one's bigger than the team. And then we had an absolute doozy of a quiz, and Dave brought it home, brought the gravy home with three straight. He was absolutely fizzed. He was pumped to get home with that quiz. But anyway, coming up on this next hour, we're going to be talking to Frankie Mackay, talking about the Black Caps. Yes, they went down against Bangladesh. 
just what went wrong is uh, Will Will Young actually scored half of his team's runs last night. So batting wise, batting conditions were tough. But if Will Young could could have done it, how come the rest couldn't have, didn't step up? What went wrong last night? So be fascinated to hear what Frankie Mackay has to say about what went on in Bangladesh last night. But before then, we're going to chat to NFL expert Adam. Adam Taysha from out of the US. And so we want to ask you at home, we want to ask you, if you're an NFL supporter, who is your team? And if you've got any questions for Adam, give us a call or give us a text because we'd love to pass it over to Adam. He is an absolute champion. He is out of the Kansas City Chiefs area. And we've got him on the line. So if you've got any questions, give us a text on double eight double three for Adam. Who is your NFL team? I am the Carolina Panthers, but today I'm wearing a Kansas City Chiefs jersey. So yep, give us a text. Do you think the Americans sing football is coming home when the NFL season returns each year? Because the NFL is back, baby. Tomorrow afternoon, the new season kicks off with the Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Taking on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sitting here today, though, in my Kansas City Chiefs t-shirt. Because how can you not love Patrick, my homeboy, and the team have done over the last few years. I was lucky enough to be at that Super Bowl in Miami when he took down Joe's 49ers team. Unlucky, Joe. But morning, Adam. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Well, how are you all doing today? We're doing well. We're doing well, man. I'm sitting in here in my Tyreek signed uh, Kansas City uh, jersey. I was lucky enough to go to Miami and watch that Super Bowl. That was before the world went crazy with this COVID. But, mate, Kansas City, how good, eh? Yeah, they um, you know, had a nice training camp and a nice preseason. Um, they look like they're primed for another big season. Um, hard to tell. Uh, you know, there's always some surprises along the way, but right now, uh, I, I think the Chiefs are primed for another big season. So, I saw something on on social media the other day. Tyreek Hill saying he can beat Usain Bolt in a running race. Is, is it, am I right? <laughs> is he is he is he okay? Um, um, let's put it this way: If I had to bet, I would bet on uh, Usain Bolt in that race. But uh, Tyreek Hill is fast and. Uh, you know, yeah. if they're racing over 40 yards, you know, that, that's kind of Tyreek Hill's specialty. Bolt is more of a 100-yard guy. So, uh, hey, um, uh, who, who knows? Um, you know, I, I feel yeah. like, um, you know, at this point, you know, hey, you have to take Tyreek Hill seriously at this. Hey, we've got Adam Teicher on the show. He is the Kansas City Chief uh, NFL Nation reporter for ESPN. So the behemoth, which is ESPN, you've kind of got the gravy job at the moment, don't you, Adam? How long have you have you covered the team? And I'm sure they haven't always been this good, although Andy Reid's been around for a while now, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, um, Andy Reid has been around for a while. Um, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, this is going to be his ninth season with the Chiefs, and uh, it's been a you know the most successful string in uh, in franchise history for sure. Um, they've done a nice job under him, so um, you know, interested to see where it goes from here. Hey, I want to ask you about um, my team. I'm a Carolina Panthers supporter. It, it's been a tough couple of years. We lost Cameron Newton, we lost Greg Olson, we got Christian McCaffrey. Is there any hope? For the Carolina Panthers, is there any hope this year? 
Well, until they get that quarterback situation figured out, um, it's hard to see how that team is going to compete against Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and some of the other better teams in the NFC. Um, You know, it it feels like they're sort of grasping at straws with Teddy Bridgewater and um, now Sam Mm. Darnold at quarterback. It it seems like they're searching for something and and kind of biding their time until they can find the right guy there. So, uh, until they get that figured out, I think they they allow they might have some good teams and uh, uh, maybe this year they can uh, you know win some games. But um, I, I don't see them making the playoffs or or, or being uh, or, or really even being a serious challenger in that regard. Mm. I want to ask you about Teddy Bridgewater because he was at the Minnesota Vikings and then he had that horrific injury and he hasn't been able to get back to those heights that he was before. Then can he come back and maybe? potentially regain the form because he was an absolute superstar before that horrific injury. Yeah. Um, you know, he played the Panthers played the chiefs last year and it was a great game. I don't know if you remember that game. Um, you know, the, the, the chiefs won right at the end. Um, and I thought Teddy Bridgewater played a great game. Uh, if that was the real Teddy Bridgewater, I think the, the Panthers might have something, but he, he's not able to sustain that and do that every kind of thing every week. But, uh, um, you know, if he can get to that form, I think he can be uh, the kind of player people thought he was when he came out of college. And he's got another shot this year with the Denver Broncos, so we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Hey, Adam, in New Zealand we have rugby, and the first 5-8 position is kind of the closest thing we've got to the quarterback position. You, if you don't have a good first five, you, you, you're going to be hopeless. But I feel like in modern NFL or football, American football, really the quarterback position has never been more important. You get to watch Patrick Mahomes week in, week out, and, and he just seems to be like not from this earth, this earth really. So how, how crucial is that position becoming? Explain to us what you've seen from Patrick Mahomes and why he is so much better than the field. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's become everything in the NFL. You know, years ago, the NFL was a running league, and, and you could make, you could win with a guy who was good at handing the ball off and didn't, uh, you know, just didn't make mistakes that cost his team the game. But uh, you can't get away with that now. Now it's a different world, and it's a passing league, and you've got to have somebody who can make the plays for you. And Mahomes has done that better than anybody else over his first three years as a starter. I mean, his stats are, are tremendous. I mean, he's a half-million-dollar uh, player now. Um, so, um, you know, it's, uh, he, he's just done it better to this point of his career than anybody else has. Oh, nice. We're talking to Adam Tisher out of the NFL, working NFN correspondent for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, reporter, I should say. Sorry. Um, if you've got any questions, give us a text and double eight double three. We'll fire those through to Adam. Mate, um, who, talk about this season. Who are the favourites? Who are the favourites? Who are we looking for to be at come playoff, uh, playoff season towards the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the AFC, I think there's a lot of good candidates. Of course, the Chiefs, you know, they have a lot going for them. Um, they certainly could wind up in a third straight Super Bowl. But, um, you know, there, there's some teams in the AFC that I could easily see there. I mean, I, the Buffalo Bills the Cleveland Browns, mm. um, you know, there's some other teams that I think are going to be very good this year that could sneak in there. The Los Angeles Chargers, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts. I mean, I, I feel like there's a number of teams in the AFC that could get there this year. In the NFC, I, I feel like the list of real contenders is smaller than that. You know, you're looking probably obviously at Tampa Bay again, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. 
a Green Bay Packers, maybe the Los Angeles Rams, and, and the San Francisco 49ers. Other than that, I, I'd be really surprised to see anybody else from the NFC in the Super Bowl. Nice. So you spoke about the Cleveland Browns, and I, I just want to ask this question. Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham, how's he, how's he going? How's he going? Is he going to have a, a standout season? Is he going to be injury-free? What's his, you know, how, how's he coming to fruition throughout, uh, throughout preseason? Yeah, tough to predict where it's going to go for him because his last few mm. seasons, really, since he's been with Cleveland, have not been what anybody expected her to be. His career's kind of taken a downturn, mm. Not some of it not his fault yeah. because of injuries. But, uh, you know, it looks like he's healthy now, um, so I expect him to be a factor on Sunday and, and all season long. Uh, you know, as long as he stays mm. healthy, I think the Browns, uh, you know, have something good going there. You know, we'll have to see where it goes for him, but um, I would expect big things from him for sure. Hey, Adam, uh, we've had a text here from one of our listeners, Jordan. Can you ask Adam if they have a salary cap? It's a good question because I saw that Bill Belichick and the Patriots this year rarely opened the purse strings. So what's the spending like and how does that financial structure work? Yeah, there is a salary cap in the NFL, but it's not straight cash. It's not just – there's a lot of things that go into it in, in, in terms of – it's uh, one of the calculations used to figure a salary cap is not just what you're paying a guy this year, but the length of the contract, the bonus money that you might have given him last year or in future years, it all figures into this. So uh, it, it's not an easy tutorial to talk about how the salary cap is figured, but – there is a salary cap in the NFL, and one of the things that made it a little more difficult this year is that uh, because of COVID, the revenues were down in the NFL last year, so the salary cap for the first time ever took a step backwards this year, from, from last year to this year, so a lot of teams had to struggle with that. New England wasn't one of them. They uh, were able to find a way to make it work, but uh, some other teams really did struggle with that, so... Uh, um, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, there's always a, the, the thing to remember about the salary cap in the NFL is, is there's always a way around it. You know, you can, you can mortgage future years <laughs> and really, uh, um, you know, decide to push all your chips into the table on this year and sign whoever you want. Now you're going to have to pay for that in future years, but it can be done. Yeah. There's ways around everything, mate. There's ways around everything. People seem to find a way how to dodge everything. Mate, I've got another text. Message here, um, Adam. Thoughts on Tua Tanga Vailoa with a full preseason under his belt. Is is he a hundred percent fit after his hip injury? That's from Brett. Great question out of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, um, you know, big year for him because I feel like if even though he's so early in his career, I feel like if he doesn't show mm. the Dolphins some things, maybe it's maybe they're going to be moving to to uh, bring in another quarterback. So. Uh, uh, I'm wondering uh, exactly where it's headed for him, but um, you know, if he can stay injury-free, I feel like he's going to have to show some things. And uh, you know, it's, it, the opinion of the people I talk to seem to be split on him whether he's capable of doing that. Uh, you know, mm. a, a little bit maybe like Sam Darnold we talked about earlier that uh, yeah. um, there's there's a lot of people who just aren't sure about him and feel like the Dolphins are. Just sort of biding their time with him until they can find a better alternative. So uh, they, mm. the thing to remember about the Dolphins in, in terms of replacing him at quarterback is they have a lot of resources to do that. They're in good shape with the salary cap. They have a lot of draft picks they could trade for another quarterback if that's what they decide to do. So, uh, 
you know, again, we'll see where it goes with the Dolphins, but um, they're a team to watch when it terms to when it comes to finding another quarterback because they have the resources mm. to do that. Oh, brilliant stuff, nice. Adam. Absolutely loved having you on and, and great insights into how the, the NFL works because it's a commercial beast that really is quite unlike anything we have in New Zealand. I love it. W- w- one to get you out on. You are the Kansas City Chiefs, man. You know all things Chiefs. We love a little wager on the show. I don't know whereabouts you are in the States and if you've got a, a bookie that you're allowed to talk about or not, but we're getting about five and a half to one for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. So just a tad over five to one. Is that a good bet in your eyes? Um, uh, I, I feel like the <laughs> AFC is so deep this year. It's going to be really hard for any given team to, to win. I, I just feel like you might need, I would need more than five to one. I think to, to bet yeah. on the chiefs, not because I don't think they're good or don't have a good shot. I just feel like, you know, it, it, it's a razor's edge sometimes in, 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 it, you know, can, it can, get thrown off track by one bad day or one bad play. Um, you know, they, the Chiefs, you remember uh, three years ago now, were, were one play from the Super Bowl um, against New yeah. England in the AFC Championship game and, and couldn't get it done. So it's it's so Brady. tough. And I, I feel like I would need – there's so much competition in the AFC. While I like the Chiefs, I feel like I'd need more than 5-1 to one to make that bet. Fair enough. All right, mate. We'll let Fair you enough. go. Izzy, you happy with that? That's, that's about right? Oh, that is great, man. What great insights, Adam. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. The, the, the listeners really uh, got some great insights out of the NFL, so thanks hey, so much. No problem. Anytime, man. Take it easy, Adam. Have awesome. Awesome, there you go. Adam Adam Teicher out of the Kansas City Chiefs. He is the NFL Nation reporter over there for ESPN. So, look, he he knows. Hey, if 5-1 if, uh, to one was a bit short, is he? what about $81 for the Carolina Panthers to win the Super Bowl? Ah, oh, mate, don't even start. <laughs> look, we're rebuilding, mate. We're rebuilding. We've got nothing left in our salary cap. We've got nothing left to trade. So, look, we're just... Just rebuilding phase at the moment. We'll be all right. Joe, and Arnold will do wonders. Joe, you're a big NFL fan, aren't you? You seem to you were helping out with those questions there. Who's your team? Uh, the 49ers. They they actually lost the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of years ago, the Super Bowl that Izzy attended. So I kind of resent Izzy partially for that. He <laughs> flashes the jersey all, all the time. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy yeah. Groffo, bro. He didn't want it. He didn't want it, bro. He didn't want it. Yeah, we, we were ahead with like, like 10 minutes left by like two scores and we just choked and uh, and I had a little cry that day. It's quite traumatic. So seeing Izzy in that jersey yeah. is it's overwhelming. Wow. Oh, man, it was a great night anyway, brother. It was a great night, tell you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some war stories from there. <laughs> Maybe some Corey Jane type stories. Who's your team? Double eight, double three. Who's your team and uh, are they a good bet? Let us know. There's lots of NFL fans down here in New Zealand, so um, get in touch with us. We'll come back. We'll read a couple of texts as well. Matt's come through with a couple of good ones, so we'll keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. Who's your NFL team? How excited are you that the season kicks off tomorrow? It's 19 minutes past seven. That was Adam Teicher out of ESPN. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Many five minutes past seven o'clock. Baz is off at the IPL up in Abu Dhabi, but we're going to catch up with Baz tomorrow, just after seven. So this time tomorrow, you'll be able to hear the dulcet voice of our great mate and skipper Brendan McCullum, Israel Dag, down there in Christchurch. You're hobbling off for a bit of surgery, aren't you, brother? 
I am, I am. So I'll probably have to leave the show around seven-ish. Anyway, when I get a call from the nurse, um, I've got to stop eating at midnight and stop drinking uh, water at about two, uh, 6 a.m. So yeah, I get a call tomorrow and I'm going to probably shoot off mid-show and leave you, my fine team, to carry the load <laughs> and carry the ship back home. Bring it home. Just, yeah, talk some horses. Get a couple of glasses of wine. You'll be fine, <laughs> mate. You'll be fine. But anyway, I've got to go get surgery and, and get this foot uh, sorted because it is absolutely terrible. I can't believe I've done it leading into summer. What an idiot. But anyway, oh, can't well. dwell on it. Hey, done. what we'll do is we will lean on you. We'll lean on you on double eight double three oh eight hundred one. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Don't stop. No, no, no. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennard's higher phone line. Get in touch with us because here's the thing: when you find a topic that Kiwis are passionate about, the text machine flies. Is the toughest di- toughest division is the AFC North. Go Steelers, Yinza Town. There you go. Unnamed text. There's heaps more there. There is. I'm a lifelong Colts fan. Since the great Peyton Manning days, do you guys know any fantasy leagues to join? I'm keen to get back into the NFL this year's Cheers, Morgan. Morgan, mate, I'm the same. I'm the same. A lot of the boys play NFL Fantasy League, and it's so good. Absolutely love it, but I don't have any friends as well. So if you are keen, mate, let me know. Get in touch. We'll set up a wee league. I know it starts tomorrow, so we're probably a little bit late, which is terrible, but I'd love to. I'd love to join it as well, so let, let me know, Morgan. Um, Houston Texans, enough said, unfortunately. Deshaun Watson, when he's on, he's on fire, but injury has derailed the guy. Tough few seasons ahead for them. Was gutted when J.J. Watt left. Oh, the great J.J. Watt. Huge, huge loss for the Houston Texans. That's from Gavin H. And then we've got Morning Lads, Denver Broncos. We are rebuilding too, but our progress is going as good as the Kiwi build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Still, Is that bad, yeah, Texan? So you're not going that. <laughs> yeah, so you're not going. As, you're not going that great, are you, Denver? Anyway, still not as bad as Izzy's Carolina Kitty Cats. <laughs> That's from Juan. Oh wow, you're funny, Juan. Boys are into their <laughs> second year fantasy. Knew nothing about the sport before. Now no, and now absolutely loved it. Pumped for the first snap tomorrow. The goat TB10, which is Tom Brady versus Dak. And the Cowboys, yes. Is it not TB12? TB10. Is it TB10? No, that's that's TB12, isn't it? Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, hey, it's only your second year. It's only your second year, so you'll get there in your third, mate. Louie, 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 he made a mistake. He's all right. He's all right. That's from Tuck. That's from Tuck. And Dak, yes, Dak, can he go back to those heights? And he just got signed a monstrous deal as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, the Cowboys, you know, the Americans team, wow, they've been struggling for a few years now, and it'll be interesting to see if they can actually win a few games and, and get to the heights they were before. I'm a Patriots fans, lads, and naturally I cop heat from the boys for that, but I've always been a Boston Celtics NBA fan since early 90s and didn't get into NFL until about the mid-2000s, so I chucked on my lot. I chucked my lot in with the Pats being another team from the Boston Totally, mate. He's had a great run. He's had a great run for the last couple of years. Um, my, uh, my, actually, Cameron Newton actually just went there. I think he's still there, isn't he, Louis? Uh, Patriots. There. Patriots. No, yeah. he actually he's been axed. I've got this new rookie, Mac Jones. I think his name is. He's this. He's from oh. Alabama, and Bill Belichick's given him the car keys to the Rolls Royce, mate. He said, "Here you go. It's your team." Oh, wow, there we go. 
Bill Belichick, the the goat, the goat, mate. But how good is that, eh? When Tom Brady leaves, Tom Brady leaves. He's like, mate, yeah, run the oath. Bill, Bill, this, Bill, that. Tom Brady leaves, takes Gronk with him, wins a championship at the Buccaneers. Unbelievable. Julian Edelman's just retiring as well. I heard the other the other day. Is he? You've played contact mm-hmm. sport. You know how much it hurts. Yeah. Tom Brady is mm. 44. How, can you imagine mm. who's like, who is someone that's 44? Like what, Harold's Brad Thorne. That's like, you know, these guys, 44, that is, that is old. That is, <laughs> that is properly in your mid forties. And he is still playing contact NFL winning titles, Super yeah. Bowl. Isn't that just off, off its head? That is unbelievable, mate. But but you gotta take you gotta thank the big men in front of him. You gotta thank that blind side, you gotta thank that O line. You gotta thank the lads for not letting them get smashed. You know how many people wanna smash Tom Brady? And all week he's talking to his O line, he's like, Boys, they wanna kill me. Save me. So he, he he's gotta take his he's he'll be he'll be shouting all night, mate. He'll be shouting all year, all night to that O line and they've been protecting. That's the only reason he's lasted till forty four. And <laughs> let's be honest, he's looked after his body. He has looked after his body. He's the ultimate athlete. I think he's on the Cato diet and doesn't need anything bad in 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 his life. So look. How boring is that? Yeah, he doesn't eat strawberries or something weird like that. He's got <laughs> he's got some weird freakish like food diet but going on. Go Vikings, worked at summer camp in Minnesota. Phil from Hastings. Look at that. People loving it. Keep your texts coming in. Who is your NFL team? How excited are you for tomorrow? Frankie Mackay coming up in the next half hour. But right now it's time for the news with Trudy at half past seven and Kubota. Together we are shaping, shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Twenty-eight minutes away from eight o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text number. Keep your texts coming in. Why do you love the NFL? Love to hear a bit more about why. How you got into it? Love those stories. Over at Flushing Meadows, though, we go a bit of a live sport update here. Alexander Zverev. Well, he worked in the first set against Harris of South Africa. Gee, that's a nice drop shot from. Harris from South Africa right there, and he got past him in a tiebreak, 7-6. And then in the second set, Zverev put the foot down, 6-3. So he's looking to close out in straight sets. Zverev has been very, very classy so far this tournament. Later on today, Novak Djokovic at 12-15 against the sixth seed, Berrettini. Novak Djokovic now is, what's this, a uh, quarterfinal a semi-final and a final three wins away from being the first person to comp- on the men's side to complete the Grand Slam since Rod Laver in 69. In the women's singles, well, we heard about it. Radikanu this morning, she was sensational beating the Olympic champion Ben Bentich. Uh, 6-3, 6-4. She did it with ease. So that's two that's two teenagers through to the semifinals. The other teenager, Lila Fernandez, she bet uh, Elena Svitolina to be in the semifinals. There's a chance that they could be playing each other in the finals. An 18-year-old and a 19-year-old in the Grand Slam final of the US Open. Wouldn't that be sensational? And I've just seen some other news as well, Izzy. Rabideau's veteran, Benji Marshall, has is undecided on his NRL future. So... To put this in perspective, mm. Benji is, he'd be one of the oldest, if not the oldest player in the NRL. He is 36. Tom Brady is nearly a full decade older than Benji, and Tom Brady's talking about winning more Super Bowls. <laughs> There's no chat about retirement <laughs> over there in Tampa, is there? No, there isn't. No way. And Benji, oh, what, a, what a champion. Here's the only 
He'll be, he's the only reason I support the West Tigers. So if you want to know my NRL team, it's the Tigers. I'm a top Tigers supporter. West Tigers through and through. And the only reason I went there was because Benji Marshall, the young Benji Marshall, um, Luke Rooney, you know, those days when they won the title back in the day. Mate, unreal. Unreal. That's why I support um, uh, the West Tigers. They are, they are, he is the reason why I support them. And he's had an unbelievable career. If this is his final year, mate, good on him. Yeah, he's got a young family. He's done everything in the game that he can achieve. He's I don't know, he's over three hundred thirty or three hundred forty games in the NRL. He's ticked all the boxes, mate. What an athlete and what an ultimate career. So if he's retiring, well done, Milds. Come home, come to Whangarei or come you know, to ECNZ. See the see the Fano, see the family. Come to ECNZ, mate. We'd love to have you on. And uh, <laughs> so it's great chat. But what about that chat last night as well, Louis? Um, we have to talk about it. Um, just just coming up, the news that. SEN and SENZ have got the rights for the Cricket World Cup yes, for the women's. Yes, boy. So they've got the rights for the Cricket World Cup and the Women's uh, World Cup coming up next year. And then they've also got the rights for the T20 men's competition in the UAE. So everything cricket, you can hear it here on SENZ. Great work from our team getting those rights. Stay tuned. We've got it all. You're listening to the right station. Bingo. Shout out Gia, Hachi, the whole team. That is outstanding work. We can't wait. And one last text to get to a break before we come back and talk more cricket with Frankie Mackay. Best thing about the NFL is punting on games. The betting fact. A betting fact. The team that wins covers the line 80% of the time. Means whatever team you like to win, take the line. And if it's a Dog, an underdog, sprinkle some of the money line too. James, with the punting wisdom on double eight, double three, it's, it's 23 minutes away from eight. We're going to come back, talk more cricket with Frankie Mackay, uh, injured White Fern back here looking at the Black Caps loss to Bangladesh last night and the White Ferns match against England tomorrow morning. 18 minutes away from 8 o'clock. It's been awesome to hear from you this morning and keep that going. 0800 150 811 is the Kennards Hire phone line. NFL, why do you love it? Or maybe you want to talk cricket because as Izzy pointed out, we're the home of cricket here at SCNZ and we're so proud of that. And last night, with the Black Caps, this tour feels very tough. Izzy, it feels like these lads are in the trenches over there. They are, mate, they are. We want to get a great insight to what went on last night. So our men's and women's national cricket teams are out in the wide world at the moment, taking on some tricky conditions and piercing oppositions. Last night, the Black Caps couldn't stop the Bangladesh from taking the T20 series with a six-wicket loss to the Tigers in tough conditions. Tomorrow morning, the White Ferns play in their third match against English women. Frankie Mackay is an injured White Fern back here in New Zealand and a top cricketing commentator. For Spark Sport. I can't believe I just said that. Anyway, morning, Frankie. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> morning, Izzy. I'm good. I'm good. You know? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, I didn't see... I don't know, Louis must have just put that in there somehow. But anyway, we got there. It's great. Um, how you going? What, how you been? How's the injury going? Yeah, it's, it's been all right. I won't lie. It's been a bit of a, a frustrating process. You know how it is. And kind of two mm. steps forward, one step back. But, yeah, I mean, I would have obviously loved to, to get in a position to, to put myself forward for selection to get on that UK trip with the White Ferns at the moment, but unfortunately not to be, and, and just a, a winter of, of rehab and getting ready for, ready for our home summer. Nice. Well, we have to we have to talk about the, the White Ferns the other night. Um, obviously not a great start in the first match, but second match, Sophie Devine and her 100th T20 put on an absolute clinic, captain's knock. 
how proud and were you of seeing your your team, the White Ferns, doing that? And can they do it again tomorrow morning? Oh yeah, it was massive, and, and I think Sophie mentioned it in her post match uh, speech as well. But there's been a little bit of a milestone curse that's followed the White Ferns around, so <laughs> there would have been a lot of yeah. nerves going around trying to trying to break that and hope that they could have a good game for Soph. But yeah, I, I think it was really pleasing to see. I, I think they were really honest in the fact that that first game England caught them on the hop a wee bit coming out of our winter. Mm. Hadn't played a lot of cricket, yeah. just just really slow to adjust couldn't, you know, got a big score put on the board and all of a sudden an hour and 15 minutes goes by in the blink of an eye and, and you kind of almost that shell-shocked feeling of, heck, what do we do now? We're chasing 180. But to see the way they bounced back that second game, I thought it was brilliant. I thought the the plans that they went into with that game were, were noticeably different. I think execution of them mm. ramped up a level. The fielding was really good and, and to restrict the team that's just piled 180 on you in, in game one to 127 in game two, all of a sudden you think you're in the game. You know you can chase that down. You're ready. Uh, a, a decent opening stand to get going and then seeing Sophie Devine bomb them into the stands, I think that, that always gives you a lot of confidence <laughs> as well. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant to the side to chase it down. Just just chuffed for them and now it's exciting. Game three, series decider. Yeah, absolutely, Frankie. Hey, as he pointed out, you, you are injured, but you also and you are a superstar commentator as well. You do such a good job for Spark Sport or wherever you're commentating. But um, is it hard in a way to w- watch or commentate the White Ferns, knowing that you know you have been battling this injury? Do you? Is it easier to watch the Black Caps for you? Oh, yeah, at times, at times it is. I think sometimes with the White Ferns. You know, when things aren't going well, you feel it a little bit deeper as well, whereas with the Black Caps, it's a bit easier to be completely impartial if they have a bad game. They just, you know, talk about it, analyse it, brush it off, and, and off you go with the rest of your day. But, yeah, when, when you really know the players involved, you know how much they're hurting as well. You know all the little the little bits that go unseen behind closed doors. You know all the hard work that goes in. And then to have the opportunity and they go out in the field and it doesn't go well, you know how much all those players are hurting. So... Yeah, it's it's sometimes pretty tough, but yeah, I think it's a, a really golden patch of, of New Zealand cricket at the moment. The depth the Black Caps have got, they're always a joy to watch. Mm. And then I think it's a nice turning of the corner for the White Ferns as well. If they can pick up a, a series win against one of the best two teams in the world, I think that just starts to, to build nicely leading into that home World Cup. Nice. Oh, we're talking to Frankie Mackay out of the White Ferns. She's a commentator at the moment. Talking all things cricket, so give us a text on double eight double three if you have any questions for Frankie regarding black caps or the white ferns. Uh, just quickly, I want to ask you before we move to the black caps. I want to ask you about the white ferns. We spoke to Katie Martin uh, late last week. She's an absolute champion. She sounds like a ton of fun. What would have went on after that little? Were they celebrated Sophie's hundredth uh, game? And obviously, that when would they have uh, have had a couple of quiets at a lot in the hotel together? Yeah, yeah, there would have been celebration for sure. I think any time you can rack up a hundred games for your country, that's like that's that's pretty special. And, and there's only three women that have done it so far, and and the other two are in the side as well at the moment. So I think yeah, there would have been the chance to to sit down and and have a drink and and just re, I guess catch up on all the things that have happened and and check in with each other as well. And and it's nice to celebrate success. It's a, it's a team that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, over the last 12 to 18 months, it's been a bit of a struggle streak. Wins have been at times far, few and far between. So to get a good win like mm. that after getting really a hiding in the first game and, and the way they bounced back, yeah, they definitely will have had a, a little celebration and, and enjoyed that moment. And, and speaking to a few of the girls, they are just they are really fizzing for game three. And, and I know, you know, going into series decider, I know which team I'd rather be. It's, it's the team that's won game two that's got all yeah. the momentum. 
Yes, yes, I'll be watching that with interest. I can't wait to see the White Ferns get one up over England. How good. But we've got to talk about the Black Caps. Black Caps last night um, going down 3-1 in their series against Bangladesh. What was your take from that game uh, earlier this morning? Uh, they, they got, yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it was. To, to be honest, I think probably some of the same issues that cropped up in game one, just not quite enough runs betting first. I think great option, win the mm. toss, try and get a score on the board. But to be 93 all out, to leave three balls out there, maybe that's important as well. But you just kind of thought that, that 110, 115, that would have possibly been a winning score on that wicket. I think just with the way yeah. the ball did spin and, and the variable bounce as well, I think it's that ability to adjust to go into a game with a, a score that you're hoping to get and then as you lose wickets along the way or, or you have a couple of quiet overs, then it's the ability to say, OK, so we're not going to get to that 120, 130 that we thought we wanted to. How do we make that 115? OK, how do we make that 110, if not 105? And it just always looked a little bit light. And, and I mean, credit to the bowlers to be able to take them uh, into the last over as well. I thought AJS Patel was was just fantastic. I think he was two for nine with, with 16 or 17 dot balls bowled and, and Ruch and Ravindra, two, um, none for eight. I mean, going at an economy rate of two runs and over in T20 career. It shows you're doing something right. So there's some really good signs. I think the fielding's been, been pretty top quality as well. But yeah, they'll just be ruining the fact what another 10 or 15 runs could have done. Hey, Frankie, have you seen enough progression of being able to handle the conditions across these four games? So there's still uh, still one match to go on the T20 series, but have you been, like, if you were sitting back here and you were Gary Stead or, or you were over there at Glenn Pocknell, would you say that you're kind of happy with the way the guys have been able to adjust game to game? Yeah, I think I think in patches you would be. I think possibly it may not extend to, to every member of that side but I, I think one that really sticks out for me would be Will Young I think watching him in game one mm. side gets rolled for 60 I mean no one's batted exceptionally well but he looked like he'd gone into that match with a plan the plan surely wasn't going to work and there was no plan B it looked he looked scrambled then in his thinking it looked like things were happening a million miles an hour and last night he was brilliant he you know 46 he, he could have easily gone on and got a few more as well and, and I thought he was he was really good in the way he played. He was really measured. You see a lot more sweep shots come into his game. And he's clearly gone away and, and thought, the, the ideas I had coming on this tour aren't going to work. They're, they're going to get me in trouble, if anything. So I've got to find another way to survive. And to be able to, two games later, pretty early on in your international career, be able to say, yep, I've now got a new method. It works well. I can be productive. I can score. I can lead this side. I think that's mm. pretty cool to see. And and there's little bits, little pockets of that throughout. I think the confidence that, that someone like a Finn Allen's got to, to just try and bop bowlers all, all around the place, I think that's awesome to have. But at the same time, you know, if, if it's not a 160 score that you're looking for, potentially at times he's got to be able to rein that in as well and, and play a little bit smarter. But cool thing is, is, is these guys are young. They're so new to their international careers as well. And, and I think it's just it's exciting to see. It's been a long, long time since, New Zealand has probably had the luxury of, of having such depth and to think that your top 15 players in this format are all not in Bangladesh and then to think we still managed to pick a game off them and, and could have possibly won the last game as well. I think it's it's pretty exciting to see the talent coming through. Nice, nice. Well, just before we let go, Will Young, obviously a standout player, but who else for you? AJS Patel, he's been pretty pretty super, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he has been... Incredible, to be honest, if we if we had an injury with our spin bowlers and it meant he had to walk straight into that World Cup squad, we would lose absolutely nothing from having him there. He's 
joint leading wicket taker. I think he's got eight and never just something ridiculous like six and a half. So yeah, he he's been brilliant. It's been really it's been really cool to see the other two debutants and, and Cole McConkey and Ratchan Ravindra. Yeah. They they haven't had the runs on the board they would have liked, but I think they've been mm. been really good with the ball. I think they've developed really nicely with the ball as well, which is which is cool to see. And yeah, I think, you know, you look at you look at that and it's actually it's a really exciting team and perhaps we haven't quite got the balance right. We we may have needed to take another spinner over there. We've got quite a few quicks over there sitting right in the pine but you know you look at it and there's there's so much talent in that team and and they're yeah. still so early in their careers so yeah it's look it's been it's been interesting to watch it's probably not been one for a series for the the ultimate fans of t20 cricket who love seeing massive scores and the ball <laughs> getting bombed into the stands but if if you like cricket and you like the nuances of it it's been it's been a fascinating watch and it's a tough tough place to tour it is one of the hardest places to tour in the world and mm. and that bangladesh side in their own conditions are are absolutely world class so yeah mm. it's it's been interesting but there's been some some real bright spots in it as well and and i think tom latham's done a great job in in all all three facets i think he's batted well i think he's been really good with his captaincy and, and leadership of the team and Apart from a little blip with the gloves last night, with a, a little stumping chance going down, I think he's been he's been brilliant in some pretty tough conditions. Frankie Mackay, you've been awesome. brilliant today in some pretty tough quick uh, conditions with Izzy and me here asking you some questions. But <laughs> so we appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank we'll, you. We'll talk to you again soon, eh? Yeah, sounds good. Thanks very much, guys. Beautiful stuff. Frankie Mackay and injured White Fern talking black caps and White Ferns. There you go. You heard her talk about the depth New Zealand cricket has. Who have you been impressed with on this tour? Double eight, double three. Who has impressed you from the black caps or the White Ferns on these concurrent tours? We'll be back with your texts after this at six minutes away from eight. Sophie Pascoe coming up on the show so soon. Our golden girl cannot wait for that one. But we just spoke to Frankie Mackay and Damo's come off the long run on the texters. Frankie, how good was she with her analysis? About time we had some knowledgeable cricket views on the breakfast slot. Just kidding, Bears. Miss you, mate, Damo. Damo, I've actually been wondering where you've been, mate. I wonder if we lost you because Bears isn't here. <laughs> but you are listening, and we appreciate you listening, mate. We miss Bears too. We miss our good skip. We miss our mate. He's over there earning absolutely gazillions. So don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he'll be back. He'll be back soon. Hey, you've been holding the ship down. You've got the captain's armband on, and you've only managed to break an ankle, so not much has gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, surgery tomorrow, but I'll be back. I'll be back in no time. Don't worry. You won't miss me for too long. I'll tell you who who will who'll be back in no time. Who I am missing, and that's McCafe Coffee. I cannot wait for Auckland to get into level two or three. It's time for the news with Trudy. Before Sophie Pascoe, this is the news for Kubota. Together we're building and shaping New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is just after 8am on this day, Thursday the 9th of September. Well, it's been a great morning so far. And if you feel like you've missed something, make sure you head over to our podcast and get all things uh, the Bears and Izzy for breakfast show. Uh, we've had a great show. We've chatted all things NFL in the last hour with Adam Tasher out of out of America. Keep the Texas coming in. Who do you support? Who are you looking forward to? Who do you want to chat uh, chat about? What are you looking forward to when you're watching the NFL? Make sure you give us a text on double eight double three. The Texas have been flying in, so appreciate all the support. And uh, well, we've got a great last hour ahead of us. 
like the horse only in America, will be whipping it home. We've got Paul Mwadi, and he'll be bringing some gravy for all our punters out there. And, well, maybe Paulie will actually sing us a song. He hasn't sung us a song for a, for a while now, so love it when Paulie brings a little rap or a little bit of rhythm to the show. So looking forward to chatting to Paulie Mwadi and then, well, Sophie Pascoe. Where, where do I start? The wonderful Sophie Pascoe. Absolute legend, mate. She has represented us with so much pride over many, many years. 19 medals in total. What a champion. But Pasco starting to put a mark on this race. And she desperately wants to be standing on top of the podium, listening to God defend New Zealand by the end of this session. And Sophie Pasco looking very good, very strong. Has got a fine stroke, settled so quickly despite the star final earlier in the guy. And I dare say, a moniker of revenge is on the cards here for New Zealand's Pasco. Well, Sophie Pascoe just dropping off a little bit. She was close to that world record mark and coming through very strong. It's Bianca Papp of Hungary, but I think Pascoe is going to hold on. She glides for that stroke. Sophie Pascoe becomes the new Paralympic champion, regains her title. She lost in London. But Sophie Pascoe is leading by such a substantial margin that there is very, very little concern about who is going to win this race. It looks like Sophie Pascoe is going to take it. It's all about the final 50 for the other medals, but the gold has been decided already by Sophie Pascoe and well ahead of world record pace as well. Set to crack her own world record, the defending champion. But it is Sophie Pascoe who becomes an eight-time Paralympic gold medalist in world record time in the 200 individual medley SMT. Wow. If you're not getting goosebumps listening to that, there is something wrong with you. It's an absolute honour and privilege to be able to welcome our next guest on the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast show. After all her success, not only at this year's Paralympics in Tokyo, but also the last three previous Paralympics, amassing 11 gold medals, 7 silver medals and a bronze, totalling 19 medals all up. The question now is, Sophie Pascoe, is she our greatest athlete? Well, I think personally she has put for a bloody solid case. Also, she loves a red wine, and I promised her all those years ago I would share a bottle with her that I got given, but I'll have to apologise. Soph, I drank it. Good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, is How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, my friend. I'm sorry. I, I drank that like nice little craggy range, Sophia, I promised to share with you. I'll get us another one to, to celebrate your successes, my friend. <laughs> Congratulations. Unbelievable. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm good, thanks. I mean, you've woken me up in MIQ, so <laughs> <laughs> the only I apologise. But uh, I no, apologise, so I'm all good, and I'm. Um, it's obviously unusual times being here now in MIQ straight after um, a bit of a whirlwind like that. But um, I couldn't have asked for a better game to go ahead for myself personally than what I thought it would have looked like a, about a year ago. So, very happy. Nice, friend. I, I actually, sorry, because I, I follow you on Instagram. I saw you woke up at about 11am the other day, and I thought maybe 8am she might be pushing her to wake up. You've been having a <laughs> bit of a good sleep in an MIQ, eating some good tucker, I see. <laughs> yeah, well, my family has definitely dropped me off a month's worth of food, so I'm... <laughs> I think they think they want maybe they want me in here longer. I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> do, 
fair enough. Hey, Sophie, um, it's Louis here. Look, the the emotional roller coaster of probably the last five years, but let alone the last couple of weeks, and now you're by yourself in a room, just alone, kind of. I don't know. How, how are you feeling? Like, have you leveled out, like the the serotonin levels and everything? Are you are you doing okay? <laughs> Hello, um, I yeah, it's, it was definitely that flat the first couple of days. Um, but in a way, it's it's definitely given me time to reflect a little bit. Uh, but then also, it feels like it hasn't even happened as well. Like that's how fast it's all quickly um, just gone like a whirlwind. Um, but I've hung my meals up yesterday <laughs> in MIQ to remind me of what's happened um, over this past week. Um, but not only that, obviously it's. This is years. This is years, but also, um, most importantly, it's been these last 18 months, which um, has been such a unusual 18 months for everybody in the world with the current circumstances mm. and for the games to even just go ahead. Um, I think most of all that I've really gained in MIQ is perspective and perspective that actually, you know what, it's about how you make people feel and, um, you know, looking at those medals, yeah, I can come home with medals, but uh, it's how I made people feel and how I'm feeling right now in MIQ. And it's really hard not to share all of that um, glory, but also the times where it hurt um, with somebody um, and with the people that you love that weren't able to be there. So in a way, it's, it's bittersweet right now in MIQ, but I know that um, time is going to go by fast, especially with these 8 a.m. calls. <laughs> nice. I love you sharing those little insights to, to the emotions that you've gone through. Can you, can you tell us about the last five years leading up to these games and the journey that was ahead of you? I could sense a wee bit of emotion uh, in your voice post-races, you know, what you've gone through to, to get to where you are, the height you've had to travel to, to achieve all your successes. Tell us about these last five years. Yeah, the last five years is um, interesting. In terms of how an Olympic and Paralympic athlete usually operate is, you know, you a four-year cycle campaign and then it's moving on to the next goal very, very quickly. Um, yeah. And after Rio, uh, I obviously made that goal to get back in and, and go towards Tokyo. And mm. uh, I think if we touch base mainly on the past 18 months, uh, obviously the world changed and with COVID-19. And um, we, I was, I would say I was in the best physical and mental condition of my life um, mm. two weeks before we went into lockdown and uh, following that was meant to be our national champs which was our qualifying for Tokyo and yeah. I was already setting some pretty good times in training that I knew um, I was going to have a stellar opening uh, for the you know 2019 season and uh it all crashed. It all came down on me. And mm. I was in lockdown on my own. And mm. it became a, quite a big struggle 
to understand and comprehend who I was as a person because I had just made this identity as Sophie Pascoe and mm. I felt like I was nobody else. And so I went into a pretty dark place and I was advised to get somebody else in. Uh, so I bought yeah. a friend in and uh, we fell in love. <laughs> yes, um, I met him. I met him. He's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he has been an incredible person that has allowed me to find another identity, to be Sophie. Um, he's held my hand through the darkest of times, and he helped me get back into swimming along with the rest of my core support team. And if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for having this tight support team around me that knows me, so well, mm. um, I definitely know that I wouldn't have been in Tokyo this year. But they were the ones who um, just pushed me to still be an athlete, still be Sophie Pascoe, but have this amazing balance and a newfound Sophie that um, I, I had two identities now. And that's mm. what I mean by perspective. At the end of the day, no matter if I win a medal or not, those people still love me, and that's worth oh. everything. Mate, that, I love your honesty, and this is something I've spoken about passionately. I went through the same, so if I went through the same, I thought I was just Izzy Dag, the rugby player, and no matter what, that's what, that's what all everyone thought I was, but... I got people around me. We are more. We are brothers. We are sisters. We are partners. You know, we have family, and, and that is so amazing that you have shared that because that has just hit a little string in my heart. Because I've been through the same, and and I know you. A lot of young people, a lot of young athletes, will be able to resonate to that as well, mate. So, thank you so much for sharing that, Sophie. Yeah, I think it's you know when you are such a uh, an athlete and a high profile athlete, we. You know, we put our heart and soul into that, and mm. and sometimes it can get a little bit lost in, in the normal world. So it's nice to have and find that balance. Yeah, I think as a sporting nice. sporting public as well, we can be guilty of just seeing things as face value and just seeing you in the pool, Sophie, and what you do, and kind of not really thinking much beyond that. And I think that's why it's so important hearing you and Izzy and, and people like yourselves kind of speak about this and understanding. There's always more to it. So I guess when when you're uh, under water holding your breath and we saw kind of how exhausted you were after you won your last gold when you're doing that are you so locked in at the moment or do you hold that perspective when you're actually swimming as well and you know that no matter what happens and who hits the wall first it really that's not the most important thing in your life gosh that's a tough question (laughs) um i wouldn't even be able to even remember what i was thinking about at the time but um all i knew was it's years of experience um, that went into that particular race, uh, the 200 IM, and uh, and I was just head down and giving it my all. And if it was going to mean that, yeah, I was, you know, vomiting on the side of the pool and being picked <laughs> up um, by the medical staff, and my togs chopped off me. Uh, <laughs> And to have some oxygen given to me afterwards, I know that I have given everything to that race. And that's what it means. Um, 
that I can walk away proud and my head held high that I've given absolutely everything. Uh, so uh, that's what racing means to me. I am a fighter. I am a competitor. I know I've got all of those traits ingrained in me. Uh, and it's just about digging deep. So that's just what I what I do as an athlete. And that's what makes mm. us um, such strong athletes when we go out to play or, or swim in my case because... When you want something so badly, you'll give everything. But again, I know I knew that if I had touched that wall, I've absolutely given everything, and I, you know, you couldn't have asked for more from me. Oh man, Sophie, you, I've getting a lot of messages and from from friends saying this is a hell of an interview, and I really, really agree with it. So thank you so much for your time. We're not going to let you go straight away. We've got a text machine, so if you've got any questions for Sophie Pascoe, make sure you give us a text on double eight double three and we'll make sure we fire those over to Sophie Pascoe but Soph I know you always talk about you just it's just you and that black line below you and you just swim and you are immensely tough I've done a bit of pre-season training in the pool with Rowley your coach and he is very very hard I gotta ask how how was I can't swim to save myself so I need some help in in that sense but how is Rowley how's me old mate Rowley's good Um, obviously unfortunate circumstance that he couldn't come over to uh, Tokyo being in hospital, but um, he's now out in a recovery facility, and um, yeah, he's doing good. I mean, we were in touch every day um, over there, and I had an amazing um, friend, um, Matt Ingram, who's also my biomechanist, but he's been part of my team since I was 12, um, working yeah. with Rolly and I, and he was able to actually take Rolly's spot over there as coach. So it was really nice to be able to have someone that who understood what I have been through over all these years, and particularly obviously mm. the last few months, and then coming into this meet and having a core support team member by my side through this meet. Um, so I feel very, very fortunate of the team that we have created down in Christchurch. Team Pasco is um, definitely Paradise. the most trusted. Yeah, and the most trustworthy group <laughs> that I could ask for. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see them all, but Broly is good. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, just before we let you go, Soph, I know you're going to get it out of MIQ soon. Uh, what are you going to get up to, my mate? Well, what, what's Sophie Pascoe going to do for yourself? I know you're a, you're a fun bunny. You love getting up to some fun. What are you going to get up to? <laughs> I, I'm actually going to just take this time to spend with family and friends, the time that um, I finally have um, to be able to just enjoy with them. I mean, they've Mm. sacrificed so much of my time um, over the years to be able to get to this and and not have a start-back date. Um, I'm not going to have a start-back date just because I've actually never been able to have a break that has not had a start back day, which has been always been in the back of my mind, and it's never actually mm. felt like I've had a break. So I'm really going to relish this time, yeah. That's fair enough. I think oh. everyone across New Zealand agrees you probably deserve it. Is there any way you can think about Paris yet, or just not not even nearly? <laughs> um, at this stage, no. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, mean, <laughs> I want to be honest because it's, it's three years, nothing three years away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, we just, we don't know what the world's doing in three years' time. So, um, I'm 
I'm very much looking forward to taking the break. Let's just say you will see me next year. So there, yes. there is, yes. I know that I will be getting back in the pool. I don't know about the next three years yet. I'll make that decision in a few years. <laughs> awesome, thanks Sophie Well there you go, you got the gravy on SCNZ, Baz and Izzy for breakfast Sophie will be back next year, beyond that we don't know But that's all we care about next year But mate, on behalf of, of the team at Izzy, uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast We appreciate your time Thank you so much for the joy you've brought to New Zealand uh, You're an ultimate athlete, you're an absolute legend And uh, we really appreciate what you're about, um, Sophie Pascoe So thank you so much Oh, Thanks guys no worries. Thanks, Soph. We'll, awesome. We'll see you back in Christchurch. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Yep. Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. Yeah, good. Get that bottle of red ready, mate. Yeah, no more nicking the reds. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just you're just in awe of Sophie, aren't you, mate? And so am I, to be honest. Oh, I think the whole of New Zealand is, mate. Like, all right, what she's been able to achieve. Like, you think 19 medals over four different campaigns. Um, and she's only 28. She's young. But love what she's about. She's... Figuring out who she is, her identity. She's found another uh, person in her life. Who I've, I've actually met him uh, at the airport. Lovely bloke. So, look, awesome, awesome. I love to hear your insights on that, Louis. Interview. Give us a text on double eight double three because that was really awesome. And that was our McCafe coffee catch up with Sophie Pasco, Louis. Beautiful, outstanding, and and I couldn't encourage people to text more. Double eight, double three. What were your takeaways there? Who would have thought you would have got a love story on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on the 9th of September? <laughs> We've got it all here on this show. It's 21 minutes past eight o'clock. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 26 minutes past eight on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Keep your messages coming in double eight, double three or on Twitter. However you want to get in touch, what did you take away from that chat with Sophie Pascoe? Um, some incredible perspective from maybe, our, well, definitely our greatest Paralympian of all time and, and one of our great athletes of all time. We've got our guy, though, Paul Mawate from the TAB on the line because it's time for a live TAB update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And, Paul, I might have let you off the hook yesterday with Cornflower Blue, but only in a America, Izzy gave you <laughs> on the tote as well. Jeez, it closed. What did it close at, Izzy? 670 on the tote. Ah, have it. 670. How good's that, boy, Mwari? Give me some gravy. Oh, oh, give me the tip. There were a few people that followed you in, Izzy, so you've got a number of followers out there who are very, very happy with you. And why wouldn't you be? 670 on the billy goat. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bonus back race too, mate. So, TAB being very generous. Yeah, well, you didn't you didn't need the bonus back um, getting, <laughs> getting them up to no. win. We just need we need Louis to just pick his game up. For <laughs> well, hey, hey, Paul, here's the joke though. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't give us a bonus back race on my race, and it didn't even run in the four. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the oh, real who's the real loser here? <laughs> There would have been calls out there, oh, Louie, he's in conjunction with the TAB. They've set <laughs> the punches up again. Definitely. Oh. Oh. What, do you, what do you got, Paulie? What do you got for us, man? Yeah, well, well, I want to give you a bit of warning so that Louie, you Ooh, can yeah. do a bit of study. And, and Izzy, yes. you can do a bit of study yeah. as well because this Saturday I... we're doing yes. a 4x4 four four Super Saturday again. So we're doing bonus back uh, promotions on the first four races from New Plymouth, Tarapa, Kembla Grange, and Flemington. 
say, 16 races this Saturday. The first four races Ooh. from Plymouth, Tarapa, Kembla Grange and Flemington. They'll all be bonus back races this Saturday. So this will give you a little bit of time to just have a look, Louis, and come out with a, a tip for the punters <laughs> that they can get stuck into, hopefully, uh, <laughs> and it'll run in the first four. Okay. Oh. All right, Paul. Okay, Paul. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Paulie. Yeah, well, it's going to be a big Saturday. It's a Group 1 Maccabee Diva uh, Stakes Day uh, over Moanga. at Flemington. Moanga going to get that. What's Moanga pain? What's Moanga pain in that? Do you, do you know? About five bucks, I reckon. Hey, they've come for incentivise, I saw, Paul. He's been punched in from like seven bucks to 450 or something. Yeah, you, you haven't you haven't missed the market mover there, uh, Louis. Correct. The money has come. Um, expect to see a wee bit come the other way uh, on Saturday. But yeah, right now the early money, she's flowing in. Yeah, well, it's the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup favourite. He's up from down from Queensland, and he's a, a very nice type. Hey, I've got a tip. I'm going to give it out after the news with Trudy for this weekend, a Kiwi horse over in Australia, and then a Futures one to follow in. Paul, thanks for your time. Promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets. To choose from, visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. It's time for the news with Trudy. If you're just tuning in there and you missed our interview with Sophie Pascoe, head to the SENZ app. Or go back and go back wherever you get your podcasts and listen to Sophie Pascoe talk about her battles, her triumphs, her love, all of it for the sport and um, her personal life. It's an incredible interview. So go and have a catch up there on anywhere you get your podcasts or in the SENZ app. It's time for the news with Trudy and Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock. And congratulations to Joseph... Joey Bell, Joey Manu, Joey Bell, our panel op here. He does a superb job. He's also managed to pick himself up the Norwegian player of the, what was it? The Norwegian Elite Series football, yeah. Player of the month. Player of the month, yeah, Joey Bell. Namesake right here. Who would have Mm. thought? If you look at Izzy, you'd look at at Joey Bell. What sort of sport do you think he'd excel at? (laughs) Um, ah, uh, synchronized swimming, maybe? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got that petite physique. <laughs> yeah, he's tiny, mate. What a like to fat on him. What a like to see him in speedos. Oh, does, do you play struggles. anything, Joe? What do you play? Sport? Do you play? <laughs> I actually played American football uh, for uh, three years. Uh, oh, what are you stopping? <laughs> you, what are you? You'll be a little bull. You little cone in were front you, of you. Were you, um, were you umpiring? Or? <laughs> no, no, we only had 11 players. So I had to play on the line. I had to block people and I got like just <laughs> run over and I used to vomit all the time because they put their helmets into my uh, my crown jewels and like I didn't have a cup and it was it was a horrible experience. Yeah. You are one of a kind, Joe. Thank you for that. Hey, oh my, I'll be Bucky's Bortha if I was facing you, mate. I'll be my, my mouth will be frothing. <laughs> You'd be leaning over the ruck. You see Joe Manu there and you just be like, how good is this? Um, yeah, all right. Oh. Back to the tennis. Because we've had a bit of a development, and that is that Zverev has gone through in a canter, really straight sets against his opponent. So we're waiting for uh, Novak Djokovic against Berrettini later from Italy. Here's the sixth seed against, obviously, the first seed, Novak Djokovic. Will be a ripping match because I've seen Berrettini play this tournament, and he throws caution to the wind. Absolutely loves a massive forehand. So we'll see how he goes against Novak, who is trying for that grand slam and Izzy, I've been promising a tip for this weekend. Uh, do you want one, though? After what Cornflower Blue did, do you want one? Should I reload? Yeah, of course, mate. 
redeem yourself. The people want you to redeem yourself, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly nice and handy. You redeem yourself, but go. All right, here we go. There's a Kiwi that's racing this weekend that got scratched out of a race last time over in Sydney. She is a super, super mare. I think she might be one of the stars of the spring. You are still getting $2.70 right now for, on trivia, the Tiakau runner fresh up in the Coolmore Sherico Stakes Group 2, race 6. Now, she's got a good draw from Barrier 6. She's got the grouse jockey, James McDonald, doing the riding. She's much better in at the weights this race than she was in the one she was drawn about 18 for two weeks ago that she was scratched out of. So on trivia is the bet. I think she, I mean, she's got to go extremely close. And if she wins, which I think she will, what I want you to do, if you're going to have a bet, just have a little half bet, and then with the other half of your money, if you can afford it, of course, we we gamble responsibly here at Baznizzi for breakfast. Go to the TAB, go to their Australian Thoroughbred Futures option, scroll down to you get. I'm going to be clear. Scroll down to you get the race futures winner pre noms the invitation. She is an eight dollar second favourite here. Probable is the second is the first favourite at six dollars, but I'm almost certain Probable will not turn up in this race. If Entrevier wins this weekend, like I think she will, these odds won't last for long. Um, if you were early, you might have got a piece of the fifteens, yeah. But eight dollars, it's still over the odds. She's definitely going to turn up in this race, and I think she's going to win this weekend. So if you agree with me, she can win this weekend. She will be short for the invitation in the futures markets. There's my punting wisdom for you, Izzy. That is beautiful, Lily. I love how authoritative you are. You know, you just you're saying it with authority. You're just cementing down. I love it, mate. So on trivia, eh? On trivia. On trivia, she's in race number six this weekend at Kembla Grange, and I think mm. she will do a very, very, very good job of showing the Australians that these Kiwi sprint, this Kiwi sprinting mare is the real deal. James McDonald is a freak. He rides so yep. many winners. J-Mac. J-Mac attack. He got on. He was stoked with her. So, uh, look, I think we could be on to one here, is he? Awesome, mate. What about this text? Got on Paulie's tip, Tetoki tip yesterday at $2.40, the Billy Goat. Cheers, Scott. I watched, I actually got on Tetoki as well, and it, mate, stormed home. Beat them by about 10 lengths. What a great horse. I was pumped with that. I thought I was on fire after that, and um, only in America, and then I went real downhill. Ah, happens. So, um, yeah, great horse. Great horse, Scotty. <laughs> happens all the time. And here's one on Double Eight Dollar Three. Morning, boys. I've been a Buccaneers fan since 99. There's been some ups and downs, especially with Josh Freeman and Jameis Winston. But now there's a goat running around the pirate ship. Lots of billy goat chat. I think that's Tom Brady they are referring to. Yeah, 100%. The goat is back. Gronky back. Beautiful. Mike Evans on the outside. Unbelievable. We set up they've got going on there at the Bucks. All right, Izzy. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for to come back after this and hear how we're going to make our millions for the charity of our choice, which is Child Cancer Foundation? Ready to pace for purpose? I am, bud. Right. I am, bud. Let's do it. Bring it home, brother. After this, let's get into it. Hey, it's uh, 17 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Brendan McCallum, Baz, of course, over at the UAE. He's going to stop back into the show tomorrow after 7. So if you're missing your Baz, just you're missing Skip, tune back in tomorrow. We'll have him. Izzy, you're off, but that's all right. We'll hold the fort without you. It looks like Damo's missing Baz a little bit on the text, say, <laughs> Izzy. <laughs> he is. Louis, futures, what? Your description there seems harder than splitting the atom. 
guess that's why I am down to five bucks in my TAB account. And I, Damo, that's from Damo. And, and I thought Damo's gone with bears to the UAE as well. He hasn't piped up one bit, <laughs> but maybe we haven't given him a reason to pipe up. But he's piped back up. Louis, what is the futures? Okay. TAB website, feature races. Mm-hmm. You click feature races. Yep. Well, we're going to podcast yep. this, the, the future punting yep. tutorial. So then you get across to the sport. You, you get outright and futures. Then it says Australian thoroughbred futures. You go down to Australian thoroughbred futures. You click plus 29 options. You scroll down. This is fantastic radio. You scroll down here and you find <laughs> the, you find the race, which is called the Invitation. So it's uh, it's the an invi- it's an invitation race for fillies and mares in Sydney on Cox Plate Day. Futures winner pre-noms the invitation. The horse is on trivia. Just have a wee bit, Damo. That'll cheer you up. I'll tell you. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, Louis, I'm with Damo. My mind is blowing, mate. <laughs> I need a meeting. I need a meeting. I need a race, and I need a, a number of the horse, okay? Because that's where I'm going. I've got a wee tip before we get into racing for purpose as well, mate. I've got a wee tip. I've gone. I've gone and had a wee look. I've gone and had a wee look, and I've gone for Woodville. So I've gone for Woodville, race five. Race five it is, and I've gone for the horse called number, number four. It's called Snatch. It's called Snatch, and its jockey is Lisa Allpress. She doesn't ride anything that's a donkey, so it wow. should be good on that. It's making its debut. It's had two trials for a win and a placing on the fixed. It's at $3.50 on the tote. It's at $2.80. So that's number four, Snatch, race five at Woodville. Get on oh. if you think. I'm going on. I'm having a week. See, I've got one from one, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. I know what I'm doing. So I've gone out and had a go. Up. But there you go, Snatch. Oh, look, I for one am absolutely here for it. Get Nasser on the phone. <laughs> he is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SNZ is pacing for purpose. Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. We absolutely are. HRNZ.co.nz. Go to Harness Racing New Zealand to find out everything you need to know about the great standard bread game. Izzy, look, I've been on a little bit of a dry spell with the, the harness tips, but that's okay. It happens from time to time. I tell you what's good. This time of year, the nice horses are coming back on their New Zealand Cup campaign to get there to the mm. first Tuesday or second Tuesday of November, and you get some nice horses that you can trust. There is a horse who I've made a fair bit of cash on in my life called Classy Brigade. It's the old battler for the, the Dunn stable. Maybe not a battler. 74 starts for 20 wins, 16 seconds, 9 thirds. It stands and it can just pace away like you never believe. I love this horse because it's so consistent. It's got barrier one, well, gate one, in race seven at Addington tomorrow night, $2.40. John Dunn in the car. Classy Brigade to get us paid. Classy Brigade to get us paid. Is that oh, the name? Cla- that's not the full name. The, f- the name is Classy Brigade. I just added on to get us paid. Okay. Okay, nice, nice. Classy Brigade. Okay, perfect. And that's and we're raising money for Child Cancer Foundation. That is the main thing in this. We're raising money, so we're having a wee dabble. Thanks to the team at Harness Racing and TAB for their little support for that. Am I right, Louis? Bingo. You've got it. Bang on. We're That's looking it. after the Child Can- Cancer Foundation because it's close to your heart, bro. Um, Baz, mm-hmm. too. And yeah, the team at Harness Racing New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz. You can go there and find out everything you need to know about harness racing. Uh, they're hooking us up with that bet to get it on. Classy Brigade, which is race seven tomorrow night at Addington. It's a 2,600-meter yes. pace. It's a standing start. I love this horse because it's consistent, and it's Classy Brigade to get us paid. 
You feeling confident, bro? I'm feeling confident, and, and I, I think Damo's feeling a little bit confident too. Louis, I just found my TAB app. What's the next step? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going for the snatch. Thanks, Izzy. That's Damo. Damo, I'm going I'm to give oh, you a call Damo. right now. I'm going to give you a call, Damo. We'll, we'll work, work you through this. It's 12 minutes away from 9 o'clock when the Doi and Ian Smith takes over. We'll catch up with the great man after this. Seven minutes away from nine o'clock and a, a great uh, t- a tweet actually came through from Corey. If you're listening to the Sophie Pascoe interview and you don't have a tear in your eye, you may not be human. An amazing insight and an amazing human being. Um, yeah, couldn't agree more, Corey. I think she was uh, just a, it was a real lesson on life and who you are and finding yourself. So great stuff. It was awesome to have Sophie on again. If you missed it, go to SCNZ, our app or wherever you get your podcasts and tune in. We'd love to hear for your feedback throughout the week. Or um, I've got, I get a feeling that Sophie Pascoe might finish in the uh, Friday tipple, might feature in the Friday tipple tomorrow, <laughs> is he? Um, because, yeah, it was a real highlight. Anyway, it's time for Sleep On It, thanks to Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases, which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Ian Smith comes up after nine, of course. You can call all throughout the day on the Kenard's Half phone line 0800 150 Have we got the great man there is? We have. We've got the doyen Ian Smith. How are you, Smithy? Yeah, very good this morning. Uh, is he looking forward to uh, looking forward to a, a busy Thursday? Had uh, I must confess, nice. I had uh, broke out of uh, level two and did visit the local watering hole last night. Didn't have to line up at the door. There was under fifty people there, which is fantastic. Yes. Went How in, was that? Went in with the mask on. Yeah, went in with the mask <laughs> on. Uh, you know, did all the right things in terms of protocol. Um, identified where I'd been and what I was up to, and then sat down with table service, of course. With the coldest glass of export oh, oh, the world has yeah, ever made, and it was like heaven, mate. Honestly, I just even though there were six or seven blokes at the table, can't have more than that. Six or seven blokes at the yeah. table, I was just lost in my beer. Just that first <laughs> sip, it, just, it was just heaven. Honestly, it was just heaven. Oh, I love seeing you so happy, Smithy, and the joy. What, what, what hey, was the show's not our, it's not our eighteen. This show, <laughs> it's great, mate. Turks would have been a humming last night. Well done. Hey, Smithy, right. we've got to get on to our temper. Sleep on it, bud, before we uh, head off to finish our show. We asked you yesterday about the World 12s. Uh, I know you spoke a lot about it during the show yesterday. But your thoughts, can you give us the thoughts? Is it a positive for the game of rugby, or is it you don't see it happening and it's a bit more of a negative, it can't fruition, come to fruition? No, I, I, I see it as a positive. But, you know, I, I was a bit sceptical about T20 cricket, uh, to be fair, mm-hmm. Izzy, when it first started, because I was a bit of a traditionalist, but... It brought people back to the game and it brought a new market to the game. Uh, and I could see if, yeah. if it gets up and running, um, they'll put some serious thought into this. If they find a window and it's a goer, um, they'll attract the players because the, the Bucks will attract the players. And I, I think it'll be a positive. I'm not quite sure how long it'll be a positive. It might be a, a fad. Mm-hmm. It might not last too long. But I, I think they'll give it a go. And uh, the players, I think, will obviously, for the very simple reason that they're gonna, it's very lucrative, uh, they'll they'll find a window if they possibly can. So the players' associations will be dominant. My question to you, though, I said my question to mm-hmm. you, my sleep on it question for you is, uh, because of this, Israel, uh, because of this ability to play 12s rugby, 15 minutes um, each way, have you mm-hmm. have you even thought about dusting off your boots for the big bucks? <laughs> have you? <laughs> Smithy, honesty, uh, come on, honesty. Answer, the- the short answer is no. <laughs> no way, mate. <laughs> I could, mate. I can't even 
get on my crutches to the to the lounge, which is ten meters away, without puffing. I'm that unfit. I'm in terrible nick. So look, no, no, I can't see it, mate. I'd be a shambles if I went and back back and play that. I'm on one leg as well. I've got surgery. Look, it won't happen, Smithy. I'll, I'll pass on that, mate. Three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, half million. You could be, you know, you be able to, you know, have a thing. You'll be able to, you'll be able to, you'll be able to look at your, your breakfast co-host in the eye if you join the big league like that. You'll be able to look past <laughs> that, the eye. That's what I was going to say. Hey. If I was ever going to do that, Smithy, it'd be coaching because I'll just love to get on that Brenda McCullum gig, mate. What an absolute <laughs> joke that is. Anyway, five weeks work going to earn three hundred million. Anyway, we won't go there, but that's all right. Um, what do you got coming up in the show, mate? You got a big show here? Yeah, we got to Mark. Mark Chapman out of the Black Caps, of course, uh, he's heading to Pakistan very shortly. First time New Zealand have been nice. there for 18 years, so that's interesting in itself. Uh, one of uh, one of my heroes in, in league, in New Zealand league, uh, Tawara Niko, uh, is joining us too about uh, 9.20 yeah. this morning um, because of the storm, of his association with the storm uh, and everything mm. else about league. He's just a uh, top bloke. Uh, and we're talking um, Paralympics after 10 o'clock. We're going to go to the boss. Uh, and have the breakdown of Fiona Allen, the breakdown of uh, the Paralympics overall performance, and looking forward to that. Um, I got that uh, that Muppet across the other side of the desk there, uh, Louis. Hey, Smithy, yesterday, uh, got him yesterday you, you reckon you, you thought that there was a way we were going to be able to get down to the Hawke's Bay Carnival. I've been waiting all morning for this. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I, I, you can quarantine here. I, I'm just, I, I spoke to Louise and said, what about Louis uh, quarantining at our house? She said, not a problem at all. Oh. Got the studio here. Got the fridge next door, the bedroom straight through the wall here. Louis Herman Watt uh, quarantining, and then, of course, he can just slip across the, the Hastings race course. No problem at all. Oh, quarantine. You make sure he quarantines. The, you the, make sure he quarantines. Punting and <laughs> oh, export yeah. quarantine. That would be the best place in New Zealand, I reckon. Uh, look, uh, you yeah. know, look, it, no one can get home, but you can get to Hawke's Bay, Louis. No one can get home to New Zealand, but you can get to <laughs> Hawke's Bay, I'm sure. We'll put, the, put you in the... Put you in the back of an empty apple truck. Get you down here. Consider it done. <laughs> All, right. All right, Smithy. We'll make sure Louis gets there. Before we go, 30 seconds answer. 30 second answer. Sophie Pascoe, I know you love Lisa Carrington as well. Sophie Pascoe, where does she stack up in Olympians all time? All time. All time. I mean, all time, all time. All time, all time. Dame Sophie you're talking yeah. to. You, you, that's, you know, yeah, Dame yeah. Sophie we're talking about. Will she get? Will she be a dame before Ashley Bloomfield is a knight? There you go. <laughs> Sleep on that. Sleep on that, It's a weird bit. Oh, love it. Love you, honestly, mate. We had a great uh, interview with her. She was absolutely fascinating. I'd like to thank all our guests. Have a great show, Smithy, coming up after this. Then you're followed by Staffy in the afternoons, and then the team will bring it home. Kirsty, oh, it's actually Ricky today and Beaver. So looking forward to that. But thanks to our team, Trudy, Louie, Joe and Kieran, you've been amazing. Look forward to tuning in the same time tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with the team, Louis Nakitiano. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.